Yeah, that's uh, Jason. He's, uh, you know, he kind of looks around like real quickly. And uh, over there, that's uh, Jeremy. Uh, he's like a real panic <laughs> freak. And that's how I know. <laughs> um <laughs> anyways um I, I have a mild squirrel story i don't know if i like this squirrel story because it's a bummer um but oh, like no. one time like the idea that like one time my mom was late driving me to school when i was like in high school or out or like middle school or something like that and then she like she like ran over a squirrel <laughs> like oh <laughs> She ran over a squirrel and the squirrel like ran, started tried try to run and then oh, like no. it, this, it was horrible and like people saw it <laughs> like and, and then my mom was like well if you woke up early <laughs> we would have ran over that squirrel oh no anyway speaking of moms let's start the episode on, on Donda by yay <laughs> click. <laughs> you bought me like two years ago well i just remembered that it's sitting in the closet so i called you up just to tell you i've been meaning to listen to that i've been meaning to listen to that why don't you come over and talk about it Come over and talk about it. I don't know if I want. <laughs> That's a great segue. I love it. Uh, okay. Uh, welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. And, um, darn, darn. Darn, darn. Darn, darn. We're here to talk about Donda by Yay. A.K.A. Kanye West, A.K.A. Yeezy, A.K.A. Uh, um, uh, the the guy who jumped over Jumpman. We're talking about we're talking about Kanye West today. And like I'm, I'm sorry, I should bring the mood down. Like this is a solemn episode. <laughs> this is a solemn episode. This is very serious. Um, we're here to talk about Ye slash Kanye. But yeah, as the audience might know, uh, we recorded a month of Kanye West uh, album, like uh, reviews, basically. We did like College Dropout, Late Registration, Graduation, 808s, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and Jesus. And um, and yeah, this album came out and we were planning to cover it. And uh, nothing bad or complicated happened in the meantime. It was like a pretty smooth rollout. Everyone loved it. Uh, <laughs> everyone loved it. Uh, he's back on top, beloved. Um, no, but like, yeah, like this is a really, this is like a really emotional experience. The whole rollout experience of this album. Like this is my most anticipated album of the year up to this point. I was really, really excited. Like I was excited that he was finally talk doing an album about his mom. I was finally excited. I was like really excited. Um, but like there have been, there are a few bumps along the road that we're going to talk about today. Um, and I thought the best way to do it would be with uh, two guest co-hosts today, like two uh, Kanye experts. 
experts or uh, experts uh, like uh, just like, yeah, I will tell you experts. Like, not, let's not say fans yet. Let's say experts. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, like two people who's like they've had like a long history with his music, uh, like with everything like that. And two people I bonded with over the last like six months uh due to like our shared like experience with it and like it being kind of a even though he's a very popular artist it being kind of a weird um lonely thing at the same time like there's a polar it's a very polarizing person and it's like it's something you should be sensitive when talking about publicly and stuff like that um so i thought the only way, the best way to talk about this would be to bring on two co-hosts it's uh stanley philippe and amber valentine hi. Yay. Yay. <laughs> what's up yeah hi guys uh thank you so much for doing the show um, of course yeah like uh i was like this is like a really really daunting enterprise to talk about like this uh, this album is such a behemoth basically good bad and everything in between um that i wanted people i could like kind of uh like be kind of uh truthful and open and vulnerable with about this and uh, what better way than two strangers on the internet so. <laughs> <laughs> no but like but like um stanley you reached out like after we did our kanye month you were you wrote a very nice letter uh like a nice dm <laughs> like, it's like that's what letters are these days it's just like no um, i wrote a letter yeah, yeah i sent it in the mail we became pen pals yeah yeah, yeah. um and uh you 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 and like ever since you've been someone i've been like uh Talk, like during this rollout, I've been we've been like communicating with each other. Just like I'll be like, "Can you believe we did this?" And you'd be like, "Well, calm down a second. Let's talk it through <laughs> and stuff like that." And like you, you're a guy. Like I was really moved by the fact that like I was able to like talk to someone like through this and like help process it. Other because out the alternative was like just like keeping it in inside and stuff like that. So it was really nice. And then Amber. Um, I just like we kind of like got to know each other a little bit more during uh, just like online and stuff like that. Like you kind of started commenting on our uh, March moodiness like brackets yes. and stuff like that, <laughs> like our competitions and stuff like that. And um, ever since, like we've been just like. I just like really look to you as someone to like talk to about music stuff. That I love hearing me. your takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love hearing your takes on music. Like um, the fact that you like to me at the time, the fact that you love Kanye, like even in like early 2021 showed me that you had some good taste in my opinion. <laughs> uh, like truly, truly like um, and that you loved music, like just like communicating with you, like really showcase how much you love music and stuff like that. So thank you so much. Of course. Um, so let's just get straight into it. Let's just, let's, there's so much to talk about. Uh, we blocked out potentially three hours, but I don't think it'll take that long. <laughs> like, uh, um, it won't like, but like, um, because there's so much to talk about and there's so much to get it through. And like, um, hopefully we'll, come out of this conversation better people and yeah hopefully we'll come out of this conversation better people like and uh come to some several truths about humanity um but let's mm -hmm. start let's start with a little bit uh about like your history of kanye west like uh stanley what is your history with kanye west 
Yeah, I, I think I, I'd be. Uh, I would describe myself as a, a day one fan, one of those people that you were there. You, you know, were you was it? You were his doctor, right? Like I he, was actually I was actually there when you know he got to the car accident and then recorded. You were the guy. The you were the guy who like crashed into him. Like that was you. Yeah, it, was a, it was a dark day. I don't know to talk oh, about no. it. But now it led to this amazing career. So I feel like you know I got something really great accomplished in life. And uh, no, I, I I love Kanye from the second I've heard. I heard through the wire and and um, and I, I also love that he approached music in a very kind of different way, a different pace. And, you know, I grew up listening to most mostly hip hop and, and the sound of the of the, the genre when I was growing up was completely different. And so and so to hear a guy who was fresh, who was innovative, who was truthful, who was still grounded in the, you know, the essence of hip hop. The fearlessness, the to not give a fuck, the um, to, to vocalize what's actually happening on the streets that that really kind of made me fall in love with Kanye. And I, I told the story last time of uh, of seeing Kanye at the the Truth Tour with Usher. And I was there with my, my partner at the time. And when we arrived, I can hear the uh, uh-uh, doom, 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 I'm trying to catch the beat. And I was like, yo, we got to run to our seats. We can't miss Kanye. And like growing <laughs> up in Toronto, like there was this like, you know, um, illusion of coolness where you can run for anything. But I was like, man, fuck that. It's Kanye West. And I, I grabbed her hand and we ran to our seats. And then just seeing him perform in such a like vulnerable way made me realize like this is going to be my guy forever and and through through thick and thin he's been my dude so very happy to be here and to hopefully provide a different perspective on on the um, the not so great parts of Kanye and and looking forward to obviously hearing what Andrew you and Amber have to say about about your experiences too so Yeezy taught me. <laughs> uh, 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 what about uh, Amber? What's your like kind of history with uh, Kanye West? Oh, geez. I feel like for a long time, I was sort of known in my friend group as just loving Kanye and going to bat for Kanye. Like I would give um, a lot of my friends rides like back um, from work to their homes and I would always have Kanye playing in the CD player like his earlier stuff and I'd always be like you gotta listen to this you gotta no you gotta really listen to this listen to this lyric like he's so witty exactly I'd always be like just trying to force them to become Kanye fans I would always be lending out my Kanye CDs, <laughs> literally, and be like... That's wild. <laughs> yeah, because, like, that means you could you could listen to it. Exactly. Unless you had more than one That's copy. how much oh, I wow. loved him, and I wanted to, like, force my friends to love him, too, and I did not get along with my former roommate's fiancé, well, boyfriend, fiancé, and one of the things he told me that he really appreciated about me was the fact that I was so into Kanye and I just loved Kanye and like that's just what I was known for and I remember like one of my favorite Kanye memories was um shortly after my parents got divorced and riding around Detroit with my dad and he had the CD of 808 and Heartbreaks and he'd joke around like this lyric this is about your mom and it was just like <laughs> such a good memory for me Aww. and it really like endeared me to Kanye because obviously like his mom died in a few years after that 
um, my dad died. So then like that sort of bonded me to Kanye and made me think like, well, if he can have all this bravado with all these struggles that he's going through, then like I can too. Like I can be this person who wakes up in the morning and thinks like, I'm the best. I'm going to go out and I'm going to kill it. I'm going to be like the best person I can be. I can be a God too, you know, like that's in me. So that's sort of that's sort of my history with Kanye, and and it's sort of turned into a bumpy road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I, I true. that's the, the, one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode um, because there was like definitely a time where I was like, should I even do this? Yeah. Is this a good idea to talk about this publicly? Like maybe privately, it's a good idea to like kind of like obviously it's a good thing to like get your feelings out and stuff like that. Um, because this is like, he means a lot to so many people. Um, but yeah, like the idea that like, yeah, there are like bros and like white bros. You gotta love, like not, no offense to bros. There are a lot of great bros out there. Um, (laughs) but like, um, the idea, like Amber's like, there are no good bros. The last time I saw him in concert was like really right before his breakdown on the Pablo tour. And the whole audience was just white bros. Ugh. I mean, I barely saw any women. I, I And it was in Detroit. It was in Detroit. And wow, like, that's there wild. There were barely that's a- any black people there. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's truly like that that's a that's a talk for a different time. But the idea of like um yeah, uh uh but yeah, like there yeah, there are a lot of bros that kind of like um are, you know, love him and stuff like that. And like can't get much stronger. Like they're bros like that who are like I don't like really mess with as much, but the I, there are fans who are sensitive, who are thoughtful, who stand for a lot of the issues that that are important, like um or like people who are neurodivergent and relate to Kanye, you know, have some have an avatar to relate to or artists like uh, on my end like as an artist i really it's kind of like you know that um that chris jenner uh 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 like interview she did like where she's like when she learned about the kim sex tape she was like as a mother i was furious but as his, <laughs> as her aging like, so, so like that's how I, that's sometimes how i feel about kanye the idea of like as like a person who cares about you know queer people about like victims of sexual abuse and stuff like that i am like livid i'm like but then there's a part there's a part of me in the back of my brain going like Look at him go. Like, look at him do whatever he wants. Like, look at him say whatever he wants on some level. Like, Like, as a musician, also, I still want to listen to his stuff because, like, man, like, the samples he picks out, like, in the production values, like, he's still doing amazing stuff. um, But, like, before we get to the moral quandary of it all, I just want to quickly (laughs) talk about my history uh, with Kanye a little bit. Is, like, uh, and I I briefly, I, I briefly talked about it on the, um... I briefly talked about it throughout the throughout the last like Conway West thing, um, but uh, basically I grew up really not. But in case for people who might not know, I, I grew up like really not getting his work like during the Jesus era. Like I was in high school during that time, and uh, just like seeing like all ten of the tracks trending on Twitter when the album leaked and going like. 
I don't get this. This guy is saying he's he's a god. It's this blasphemy. <laughs> I don't like this. Like he's talking. Like he, he's like, he's saying like he wants to put his fists in her. Like that's not nice. <laughs> like, like, like I was kind of I was I was a very sheltered kid. Um, probably like yeah, I was very sheltered. I don't like. Um, and uh, so like, but like, I was very fascinated by him. I was like, what is this guy's so enigmatic? This guy's so. I kind of like even during that time, I, I like I, I remember listening to like uh, the Hey Mama Grammy performance and being like really moved by it and stuff like that, like around that time. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really get it. Then I listened to the you know, I watched the he was always kind of like um, it was always an event. And I was just like, what's he going to do this time? Like stuff like that. And I was like, it, it, even on even when I was in a fan, I was kind of excited to like see what was going to happen a little bit. And, uh, you know, during the Pablo like live stream, I watched that. And like uh, I watched the yay live stream and stuff. And I was kind of like, I don't. OK, I don't like this. This is before and. I wasn't as aware of like college dropout, the other ones as much. Um, and then like I listened to the 2013 Zane Lowe interview that was like meme to death. And like that was kind of like where Kanye was saying, like it sounded like he was like just a megalomaniac. He was basically yeah. saying things like, you know, uh, just like everyone's wearing leather jockey pants now and stuff <laughs> like that. And like he was like saying like, I just told you who I thought I was. A god. Like same saying. Was that saying, the one where he talked about how he's Wreck It Ralph? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he Wreck It Ralph? <laughs> it's like what a genius. Genius. He's a genius. Oh, I love it. I, I love. I, I. But like I like. But after college, after college, I was like really lost. I was like going through heartbreak. I was really sad, depressed all the time. I didn't really. Uh, know what I was doing. I majored in social work. I care about social issues, but I'm like, I don't know, want to do this work as my job and stuff like that. This is too hard. This is too difficult. I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be, I wanted to make cool things. I wanted to like make something meaningful and connect with people and like make beautiful arts. And I listened to that interview and for whatever reason, Everything clicked with me. Everything made sense. Uh, everything he said, like wreck the wreck it Ralph thing. And it's like once I was actually like once I was not l looking at just like 10 second clips of him going like just like saying something like that. I really the things that really got to me were like. Uh, if you're a fan of Kanye West, you're not a fan of me, you're a fan of yourself. And then you'll believe in yourself. I'm the shot in the morning to make you believe in that you can overcome any situation you are in that time. And that the only thing that's stopping you is your perception of yourself. Like the, that's like, that's like kind of, so it's like the thing that's been helpful in the last two years, two, three years, four years, whatever, um, was him helping me slowly connect the two parts of my brain of like the part of my brain that thinks I'm worthless and depressed and like, you know, suffers from depression and suffers from like, you know, uh, insignificance and stuff like that. And the part of my brain that thinks I could do anything and thinks I could like, kind of like, so it's like trying to slow, it's like kind of slowly connecting those two parts of my brain so that I can feel whole. Like, and it's just like, it's just like an, his music has been kind of like an aid for me, basically, like a like a just like a oh, it doesn't solve everything, but it like kind of it helps a lot. And that's where I found. Um, and then going back to his albums with that perspective of like, 
oh, this guy's not crazy. I don't think he's, I think he's actually a really smart guy. I think he's like, I think he's also like unwell in a lot of ways. He's also like burdened by his talents and burdened by what he thinks his role in the world should be, uh, which makes him, and like suffering. And the other thing I connect with him is like, I see myself in his brokenness. I see myself in his kind of like inherent uh, brokenness that prevented him from like loving people the way he should like, and like I related to that. And like, um, it's also like, I see myself with that same, maybe not the exact same potential, but like with a potential for greatness with a potential to make great art, like, and like, um, you know, I look at my life now and I don't see that potential. I, I don't know if it's possible, but like listening to his music really helps me kind of persevere and like i this pro this like i've been meaning to listen to that this whole show is kind of me trying to make college drop out this is try me trying to make that piece of art that like kind of proves that i have what it takes and stuff like that and um yeah it's just like um like i do i kind of want to be like this I'll, I'll like stop talking soon but like i kind of want to be like jack antonoff or like comedy the idea of like helping people like make their like being like his own artist in his own right but also like helping other artists like make their dreams come true and like make like execute their and like being the secret ingredient to like help them like kind of enact what they want to do like so that's like so yeah like it's all it really helps me like set my sights a little higher than like what i tip would without that so that's that's what he kind of like means to me a little bit like but i want to hear a little bit about like we kind of went through like your initial introduction to him but like what does he kind of like mean to you in a more specific way for I me guess? it's, like, it's uh, um he proves that if you believe in the simulation theory there there is a way to break out there is a way to get out. And I think that ever since he started to put his art out publicly, he's uh, he, the reason why he's, he stood out so much from a musical production perspective is that he looked at the rules of the game, the rules of engagement, and was like, man, fuck that. Like, I'm not going to stick to what I'm supposed to do in order to accomplish a goal that either I set up for myself or that society has set up for for us and however you interpret know us to be i'm gonna so i'm gonna take another path another lane and that lane is gonna be purely dictated by my feelings how i feel in that moment because i know that true authenticity stems from emotion stems from feeling and stems from the the non-verbal communication that happens when you just listen to music in a room full of strangers and you all have a vibe Right. Like when you go to an arena and you watch a show, you don't know the person to your well, you might know the person to your left, to your right, but you don't know the person in the row that's like across from you or below you or above you. But you do know going in that there's this common energy that you're wanting to capture in that moment that might you know, motivate you to do something that's going to help that person below or above or around you. And I think for me, whenever I felt like I wasn't able to express how I look at the world from a creative perspective, from an emotional perspective, from a personal perspective, like Kanye gave me a conversation that I was able to have. And then that conversation was like, yeah, you know, I'm not off. You know, I'm not wrong. I'm not, I don't, I'm not the only one to feel the way that I'm feeling. 
and to have someone of his level, at his level, of his kind of um, access to the unattainable to still want to be in the conversation with someone like me really keeps me there. So I think that's really what, what despite all the different kind of situations that arise from a, an individual like Kanye, I can't leave that. I can't leave someone who's just willing to take a shot, you know, to, to try. Like Hamilton. And like, yes, he will not give away his shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yes, he might die at the end. Maybe he'll get shot by his best friend, Burr. But it doesn't matter. Spoiler alert. God, it doesn't Jay-Z matter. Like Kanye, in like 2050, like they duel each other. <laughs> but it's just that idea of like, I'm not going to allow. And he said that same era of interviews. I think like if you ever want to listen to Understand Kanye West today, go to that 2013 run of interviews. The Zane Lowe one, uh, the, the you ain't got the answer, Sway. Like that one, like, like Sway didn't have the answers because Kanye's questions were different than the ones that you and I and, and Sway were asking. So, we, but there's one with Jimmy Kimmel where he's like, he says, you know, my mother taught me to believe in myself. No matter how many times people tell me, don't believe in yourself, don't affirm what you're going to do, don't say that in real life. He's like, I'm not going to live by these rules. And then he kind of, then he says, don't for a second forget that like I'm not from Chicago and I had gangsters that were trying to take my my um, my art. And I stood up to these gangsters and said, come and kill me. You're not going to take it. So I think everything that Kanye has done is him standing in front of the, in front of the gangsters and saying, you're not going to kill me. It's my art. It's my world. It's my vision. And if you don't like it, you don't have to be part of it. But if you're going to try to destroy it, you're going to have to kill me to do so. And to have that fearlessness, I think, is really rare in life. And while, again, with that power comes a responsibility, which we're going to talk about. Okay, Uncle Ben. <laughs> hey, no way home. December. I can't wait. Um, but but it's but it's still that that ability to, to express that in real life gives you that espresso to get up in the morning and say, you know what? The job I have may not be exactly what I want, but I'm going to be fearless enough to take whatever I need to take from that experience to fuel something else. So yeah, that's, that's what I like Kanye West. <laughs> I also really relate to what Stanley said about like the shot of espresso in the morning because Again, <laughs> again, like back when I was living with my old roommate, she had mentioned she was like, literally every morning I hear you, you get up and you put on a Kanye West song. And it was like she was like, it's so funny. But to me, it was that shot of espresso to get me pumped and to give give me what I needed to get through the day. And like I touched on before, like how it gave me that um, that boost, like to be like, yeah, I can do this. He can if he can do this, I can do this. If he's a God, I'm a God. Like I can find that within myself. And just listening to one Kanye song every morning gave that to me because like at the time I was in like a really bad spot. I was going through a lot of therapy um, like my dad had died. I had been through a really, really bad relationship and I was having, like, a lot of PTSD, which, you know, that's something, like, you don't really recover from. You just, like, learn to live with it. And Kanye, Kanye's music helped me through a lot of that. Like, that was when I wasn't, when I didn't have 
therapy on a day, like, his music was kind of like a therapy for me. Because, like, it was that bravado, that, like, cheering crowd that I needed. Wow. That's lovely. Yeah, it's 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 that and it's also to me it's also just like the quality of a lot of those albums i think all the albums are good i like all 10 like all 10 main main line i will do a rating at the very end of all 10 of them um but um so like something to think about a little bit um but i like it's also just like to me just like the quality level is like unparalleled stuff like it's like one of the things that kind of like his music kind of taught me is just like Oh, you deserve good. You deserve high quality stuff. You deserve the the kids, quote unquote, like deserve like they need their music. And they like um, the the frustration he had with the brand Yeezy was like, I want to give people high quality things. I want to make a product that's has excellent taste level and also excellent like fabric level, all that stuff. I want to give that to you know, the youth and stuff like that. But the powers that be make it hard for me to distribute that on a mass level. And so, so, so it's like the idea of like, and then he's like finally starting to execute it a little more of like the gap, basically like having gap help him out and stuff like that. Um, but, but it's like one of those things that just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like my thought a lot of times is just like, eh, I mean, I guess I'll just like, get married to a person I don't care about and, you know, grow up to be 80 and then die. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, like, or just like, true, like, it's like, that's the fear. That's the fear. Just like, maybe I'll just like, maybe I'm like delusional and in, in thinking like that I can like make some great art or like make, find a career in what I want to do a little bit. So, um, yeah, because you know, what's cool about, you know, we talk about Spider-Man about Marvel movies is that, Every movie, you know the beginning and you know how it's going to end, right? Like the hero's journey, it's going to work out, right? But what's what's brilliant about the Marvel Universe is that they've created this illusion of, I mean, well, what if? Like, you know, so it kind of gives you this idea of like, wow, like the actual arc matters, right? Like there is something that happens between the beginning and the end that has true impact. And I think what was really cool about what resonated with a lot of fans about Kanye's music is that the arc really mattered. You know, the arc of going from, you know, we don't care what people say to last call, like what happened between like really mattered, right? The, the arc of going from, you know, uh, I hear her him say to uh, uh, late, I think the last call was late, like that matter, right? So I think that kind of um, incorporation of what happens in our lives, because like you said, like you, you're born, you die. But what do you do the rest of the time? You know, and and sometimes music is what you do, right? Like art gives you something to do, but art can also give you the motivation to do something. So that's a bar. I'm going to try to drop some bars today. Um, <laughs> so that's a bar. And so, and so, and Kanye was the best, which is why it's like hard for like, you no know, Amber, we've, we kind of talked offline and, you know, for some like Amber, who's like, wow, like that art was so amazing to me because it gave me 
the idea, right? The idea of, well, here's what I can do to get through what I was going through in that particular moment. And it's why I think for a lot of people, it's so hurtful that when, you know, the mask is revealed, and you're like, what? That was you the whole time? And it's just like, oh my gosh, like I had this conception of who you are as an artist. And when it doesn't link with who you are as a person, it makes it really hard to digest, you know, it'd be like a vegetarian going to a vegetarian restaurant and then someone telling them they're eating beef. It's like, wait, what? Like, I had this agreement with you that I was not eating. I trusted I, you. You said it was vegetarian. Exactly. Yeah. So I think this is where this is where we're at. And this is where I'm going to try to turn vegetarians into <laughs> non-vegetarians. <laughs> wow. I'm not trying to do that. Uh, I'm not trying to do that. I, it's all good if you like vegetarians or if you're vegan. I'm I'm with that. I'm with that lifestyle. But you know what I mean? Like there's that kind of dichotomy that's in place, that that duality, that bipolarism, really, that has always been there. It's just that now it's like actually in the open. And that's what uh, Amber was saying about just like I look around and it's all white frat guys and stuff like that. And like why there was like you, the, the disconnect during some of those interviews in the 2013 era where like all these like hosts are like, what are you talking about? Who's this fashion guy? I don't care. Like and like, but he's like trying to like do try to, you know, um, the transcend uh, in some sense. And like, I think a lot like why a lot of like for like oh no i'm not gonna like put it into like black white or i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it more like old new why a lot of like true day one fans not stanley like are like they feel like kind of betrayed by him or just like you left us you know you kind of like you we, we went on you married kardashian you put on a red hat and stuff like that and that hurt and that like you were our guy you were the like it's like star wars you were the chosen one you were the you're the guy we like who was gonna help us and like stuff and he keeps saying stuff like yes i'm gonna come back to chicago but like he he, he like um kind of waffles kind of like he's like you know he like he's he, in 2018 he was living in chicago and he's like i'm gonna stay here forever and then he's like he moved to wyoming and stuff like that <laughs> um but yeah like you you would like to it's kind of like it, it's like uh, we'll get into it a little more but like he larry like kanye operates for a lot of people the same way larry hoover operates for kanye like for kanye larry hoover's a beacon of hope you know and stuff like that and then the idea of like larry hoover jr saying if he if his intentions were to destroy us and re-perpetrate circle of violence then he's dead to me basically and uh i think the kanye story is not the yay story is not complete so it's hard to know what it is you know but i i also like i get why people like i think it's 100 percent understandable valid to like go well no like i am i'm tired of this i'm tired of this i don't want to be on this circus anymore it's too much uh he's got, he's gotten so many chances all that stuff so um, can i just quickly mention because the, no. the fashion thing okay. is really <laughs> interesting <laughs> Oh, I didn't even hear the notes. Like, I'm just going to mention it. Uh, so in, in 2013, when he was talking about all that stuff and when the you don't have the answers way, like that whole thing was him saying like, yes, I could and I did try to do my own line. But it wasn't necessarily about like him doing his whole, whole line. It was about like 
us doing our own lines and having the same luxury that the people who traditionally, what we now frame as privileged folks, what people traditionally had access to, he wanted everyone to have access to. And if you fast forward to 2021, you think about luxury houses, they now have to respond to what's happening on a more quote unquote street level, right? Because luxury has been incorporated into the everyday's person and I shouldn't say that's a generalization, but the conversation that are, that's happening on popular channels, social media, beforehand, before the 2013 era, nobody was going to New York Fashion Week unless you were actually in fashion. But now New York Fashion Week is actually fashionable for influencers to go to. And why is that? Because now everyone's in the house. So sometimes like like people like like Kanye they they'd say things and they'll do things and they recognize that they're going to be kind of not sacrificed because I, I don't want to make it seem like he's this God, but he'll do things that may not be beneficial to his career, but the outcome will then be beneficial for others. And then those others, whether they want to recognize it or not, will then open up more doors for more people to then do things. You know, so I think like I think we can we should look at Kanye as face value, like the Chicago thing. I mean, we I say things all the time. I say, like, I'm going to play golf every day. Then I play like once a week. So I think sometimes he just says things like he gets excited. He's in front of chance and he's like, yo, we're working on an album called Good Ass Job. And everyone goes, wow. And then three years later, there is no good ass job. And we all go, fuck, <laughs> you know, like, but, but it's just him being like, I'm too, he's anchorman, right? Like, he's like, I was so excited. I just had to say it out loud. And Veronica Cornstone's like, Ron, that was between the two of us. I prom you promised me you wouldn't say it out loud. And like, Kanye just says it out loud. And then it goes, well, fuck it. I said it. So I'm just going to stand by it and see what happens. <laughs> so let's like, let's get into a little bit about like, uh, there's this is so there's so much to talk about, but like let's get into like let's start with the rollout of this album. Um, so uh, Amber, what was your experience with the rollout of Donda? Oh boy, um, by, yeah. <laughs> well, like he'd been talking about making a Donda album for a long time, and I feel like the first time I heard about it, which might have been the first time he talked about it, was I think it was the when title was announced or one of the title events when and he um talked about doing a donda album and he unveiled like the demo for that donda video game and i just like i felt like this is not a this is not a good way to like process grief man <laughs> like don't make a video game about like flying your mom to heaven I don't, I don't feel positive. I don't feel like you're in a good place. I, I feel like there's a lot to be said about like making an album while you're dealing with grief. I've done it and it helped me a lot. Like you can process your emotions through music, certainly. But I felt like that didn't show that he was taking the steps, like the steps to work through it. Um, and like, I obviously don't know Kanye personally, so I don't like, and I feel like people, the mental illness thing is like a big thing to talk about and tackle. I feel like a lot of people belittle him because he's bipolar and just want to like, you know, like show the clips, like the Wreck-It Ralph clip, 10 seconds, make fun of him and don't take context into account. 
Um, so I don't want to be like, oh, he made this video game and laugh about it. But I do feel like that's showing, like, he's still in the weeds here. And he's been in the weeds for a long time. And I know that he's made comments about, like, not believing in medication, not taking medication, not wanting to go to therapy. And, like, it does, as someone who's gone to therapy, taken a lot of steps to better themselves, it worries me. And I just, I felt worried about the whole Donda rollout. And then I felt even more worried, like, um, you know, uh, when he brought certain people out. And had certain people, like, guesting on his songs. And I just felt like, I don't know if I even want to engage anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I, I keep track on all Kanye news at all times. So I, I kind of, you know, you hear about God's Country and all the other type of albums that may be coming out. But then once once the Donda Las Vegas listening party happened, the one that we, we didn't all get to see. And then some people that I follow on Twitter were like, you know, I was at the, the show or the rollout. Uh, sorry, the listening party, and it was great. The music's really personal. It's awesome. Like, like this is what we've been waiting for. Got super excited, and then we got that first Atlanta show, and you're like, wait, he's doing this show at the stadium? Like, is he going to perform? Like, you just had no idea, but there's this excitement level because of what you heard about Vegas, and then that first show was really kind of confusing. It started super late, and you're like, okay, well, what's happening? And for me, once I heard Hove, when I heard Jay-Z on JL, I was like, wait, is that Jay- that Jay-Z, th- this might be the return of the throne. I'm like, wait, what? And so then I got super excited and I thought, well, I mean, I was an idiot, but I thought the album was dropping the next day. So I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm getting this out the next day. Clearly not. Yeah. And then the next show was really great. It was really exactly good, yeah. what I think people really wanted. It felt more organized, more kind of thought out. And so then you got even more excited. And then when it, then the album didn't drop again, I thought, you know what? He's going to go to Chicago. It makes sense. He was born in Atlanta. Chicago, Chicago happens. You're thinking this is going to be a culmination of all things awesome. And Amber, like you, you know, like a lot of people, you know, seeing Marilyn Manson on stage and the baby just added a different level that for I think for me, it distracted from the message of Donda. Um, Obviously, we don't know Kanye, whatever he was thinking, he was trying to do. We could probably talk about it. But that that honestly felt a bit like a letdown. I was like, man, I wish the listening party two was the last one now and whatever. But then once the album dropped, it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we'll get into like specifically why that's horrible and shitty. Like, but like, uh, it's like, that's, I was like, I'll just quickly go through my rollout experience. It's just like, uh, yeah, like the similar experience to you. I was kind of like, you know, the Las Vegas party happening. He's like wearing a mask all the time, like a little, like, like a, like covering his like someone wrote a theory saying like it's the minister's veil some of that like which is like i don't know how true it is like the idea of like he's like you know it's a story about this pastor who like wears a mask for the rest of his life because he's like ashamed of something and like um but it's also like it's very possible it's just like i thought it was cool <laughs> like, it's, like with kanye it's like ne- it's always like it's always like you don't know, like I think it's very easy to underestimate him, but it's also very easy to like overestimate him. It's very easy to like go like, well, he clearly orchestrated everything. <laughs> like, but like he's like he's like a he's a doofus, and he's like following his gut. He's just like a dog chasing cars sometimes. Like, <laughs> like he's like, um, but like it's um, but yeah, like uh, that that. So I was like really excited. I like asked like I was like my co-hosts were kind of like it was like ah we gotta cover this album and stuff like that and like uh, like uh, they're like oh, okay. 
<laughs> like they were not as excited as I was. Like, so it was like a very like, uh, so, um, I was in Korea at the time and my Apple pod, my Apple music thing wasn't working cause it was in a different like country and stuff like that. So I was like, really like I had, I was watching like a YouTube rip of it and like, I was like waiting for it. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this live event and I'm going to talk to my friend and then I'm going to watch and then I'm going to like, you know, go on with my day and stuff like that. And then he didn't show up for two hours. He didn't show up for two hours. Um, he didn't show up for two hours. He, um, I actually like, well, okay, I guess I'll call my friend now. Like, oh, hey, what's going on? Like, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Z- Zoe Nixon, friend of the show, by the way. Like, like, um, like um, we, we hung out for a little bit. We talked and chatted and stuff like that. And uh, then I went back and like on Twitter, everyone was saying like, JC's on the album. Like, you know, like oh, that yeah, spoiled for me. Um, <laughs> And then I listened to it and I was like, it was like low quality and stuff like that and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, this is, this is bad. I don't like this. Like, I think it's like, uh, like remote control. It looked, it was a bunch of demos and stuff like that. He wasn't saying, he was mumbling, going like, like he wasn't saying anything. It was like really, and like for an album called Donda, I was like, this can't come out tomorrow. I would be like angry if it came out tomorrow. And like, uh, like I would go to my podcast and be like, so what are the themes of this album? Like, uh, what do you think he said? Why is he saying Junior Watanabe? Like, like, I was like really like really heartbroken. I was like really sad and stuff like that. And then like, it looked like Mike Dean was helping on the album and stuff like that. Kanye's better half. And uh, Rick Rubin was helping out. Theophilus London. Like, all these people were kind of flying in. And he was kind of doing a Phantom of the Opera, like, thing where he's, like, living in the stadium. I was like, awesome. This is so cool. I love this. And then I was like, like, even, like, and then, like, two weeks later, the second listening party comes out. And I'm listening to it. And I'm like, I was, like, crying because... It, first of all, the music was good. The, it was a project now. It was like, a, it was a, it was, he was saying things now. But then I was like, I was crying because of the messages of the songs. I was like crying at Jesus Lord for the first time I heard it. I was crying during uh, Moon the first time. He, he had that second and that like set the tone really nicely and stuff like that. Um, South Carolina, like that old version is really good. And, but I was also crying because. He's pulling it off. He is pulling it off. He is. And I could. And I was like so ready to like when it was going to come out. I was like so ready to cape it. I was so ready to like tell like my co-host and like anyone else like, see, it's good. Like, see, it's good. I'm not a crazy person. And like and like um, didn't come out for it. I was like, OK, I guess I'll move on with my life. <laughs> and then and then like uh, I got back from. Korea to Chicago and at like the listing party happened and stuff like that. I was like, really, I was like, this is serendipity. This is like, you know, as Drake said, God's plan. Um, like the Wait, idea did of, you like, go to the Chicago show? I did. I did. And like, I'll talk about it. like the idea of like, I was there and I, I, I was like so excited. I try to invite a bunch of friends. No one really wanted to go or like people couldn't go. Some people couldn't go. And in hindsight, I think it was best. I think it was the best course of action. Um, some of my friends did go, but like we were sitting in different spots and stuff like that. And uh, so basically, here's my experience. I go to the show. Um, 
I, I'm kind of behind the house, so I can't see anything. There's like a little, there's two like screens you can look at. Um, but like, it's like you can't see what's happening. Um, and then I was like, he built his childhood home in the stadium. I'm like, this is going to be it. This is going to be like, he's finally going to like, you know, work through it and stuff like that. And like, I was just like really during this time he wasn't saying anything he was like quiet he was he was letting the music speak for himself and i was like so happy he was not tweeting about like abortion or whatever he was not like <laughs> but like, truly i was just like out in like 2020 i was like what's he what did he say today like i was like i was convinced like at one point like oh he's gonna die he's gonna like yeah. either be sent to like an institution or like uh he's gonna kill himself or something like that like I thought like I was like really scared for him of like his state and stuff. Um, so then to see him like go get off Twitter, which I recommend a lot of people do, like get off Twitter, uh, just focus on the album, focus on Donda, like the like focus on an album about your mom, get to the root of why you're so unhappy and then you can move on and like maybe heal and stuff like that. I was like so excited. I was like. That, so, like, I wanted to see that in person. And then, like, the first song plays, and it's Jail with... Uh, it was like... By the way, the, the, audio, the audio was so loud. It was like, it vibrated my skull and stuff like that. I could not hear anything. So, like, to the nuances of the new production, all that stuff, I could not... It was like... Just like, it was like, just like a bunch of, like... It was like, I could, so it was like, that was unpleasant. And then um, I was like, oh, he took out the Jay-Z verse. And I was like, oh, that was weird. And then like, um, like, uh, like some, I was looking on screen and some like creepy old people were like, it was Marilyn Manson. And like, <laughs> I, but like, <laughs> but like um, this, like, I thought it was like, oh, it's just like some weird demon guy. I, I have no context for his music. He His music doesn't mean anything to me personally. I know a lot of people who are fans of him who are like really disappointed and really hurt by like, so I can't imagine like going through that. But like the idea of like, I thought it was just like set dressing. I didn't know who that was. I didn't know his significance at the time. And then like people started like, texting me in the middle of the show because it was two hours late so they presumed i watched it <laughs> like they presumed it i was like there i was like but i was in the middle of it and like people were texting me like he brought marilyn manson and then i like saw it. i was like oh motherfucker like and like i was like i just like went limp i was just kind of like i this this no i was like and he's just like he didn't leave he didn't like it was, it was one thing if he just like kind of showed up and go like, okay, bye. Like, but he was there the whole time for the most time, for the most part. And I was like, really like, I didn't know how to like, I, I just kind of froze. I just kind of like, was like, just like dead eyed and just like so angry and so hurt. And so like, um, I didn't leave the show, but like, I was just like there the whole time. And like, it really I didn't like pay attention to the rest of the experience basically after that. Um, so, uh, yeah, after that, like, and then, and then what happened was like, my friend was supposed to give me a ride and they couldn't. So I had to pay a hundred dollar Uber. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I think it was at that point, like I, I went on a tweet rant. I was like, I am done. I, I stuck. I keep stacking out my neck for this guy because I saw the good in him, but I, I can't support this anymore. I, I am done. And then, like, 
And like, I'm like, I can't do that. And like the album came out two days later. I listened to it. I was like, Oh, okay, whatever. Like, I, I don't care. Uh, I was like, some songs are beautiful, but like, I don't care. And then just, I try to like, um, we, you know, I've had some arguments with like my co-hosts, like we worked it out and it's, it's all fine and stuff like that. They encouraged me to have a nuanced view of this artist and stuff like that. Um, and then, um, and then we kind and then like, I don't know. It's just, I remember at, after that, I'm saying like, I am never spending more money on like Kanye stuff again. Like I'm yeah, never really. like doing that ever again. And like, I'm like, and then like later I just like listened to the album and I like really latched into it because it was the album I wanted. It was, it's still pretty much the same album as the second listening party for the most part. Uh, they put Jay's, it really helped that they put Jay-Z and Kid Cudi back. Like, I think he was mad at them because he was on Drake's album and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other thing, but like, um, I, so they put him back, like they, shoved Marilyn Manson into baby at the end. And like, so you don't, you could ignore it if you want to, um, which is like, that's a whole other discussion of just like, you know, what can you ignore? Like, what can you like, kind of just like, oh, I don't want to look at that. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's really my experience. And okay. So let's talk about the Marilyn Manson stuff. <laughs> so oh let's, boy. let's get, yeah. Um, Amber, you said you had like a lot of notes on this, so I just want to hear your perspective first. Oh, I feel like I am like the representative for all women. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> um, I'm the representative for like a b white bros, by the way. Like that's my thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> We've all got our place in this podcast. <laughs> and I represent everybody else. <laughs> but like, I definitely feel like that's like unforgivable. Um, like there are so many credible accusations against Marilyn Manson and there's, I mean, there's proof of what he did to Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. Like he literally put him video of him beating the shit out of her on his website at one point. And I mean, you could argue it's consensual, but she was literally like, 18, 19 at the time, and he was, like, what, in his 30s? Like, it's not... That's not cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, to say the least. And, like I mentioned, I was in a pretty shitty relationship at one point. Um, so, like, I do have, like, strong feelings towards abusers where, like, they can all just not. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to give my money to someone who is going to then funnel a portion of that money towards someone who abuses women. And I think that right now, um, a lot of people do look at Marilyn Manson and they see the headlines that are like, well, a court case against him got thrown out. And they don't look further to see that it got thrown out because of a statute of limitations, um, which just means that it was too long after the abuse took place. And that um, that woman, Esme Blanco, who was an actress in Game of Thrones, um, she's trying her lawyers are trying to get it. That turned over and things um, like charges against him. So, like, it got thrown out for a stupid reason. It doesn't mean that he's innocent. Um yeah. 
There are so many accusations against Marilyn Manson. It's careless to ignore them. It's careless to give him a platform. Yeah. And it's really unforgivable. Um, Stanley, I believe you were the one who asked me last time we talked about this, whether it would make a difference if Kanye apologized. And I do think that it would, honestly. Like, if he just took the time out to say, like, that was not his intention to be hurtful towards women. And especially if he did something like give a portion of the proceeds towards this record to like an organization like Rain or something, or even like offer to pay like some of like Esme Blanco's court case fees, like lawyer fees, like that would make a huge difference towards like anyone who's been abused, honestly. And the thing is that so rarely does Kanye apologize for the stuff that he does. And some of it is genuinely hurtful. It's hurtful towards women. It's hurtful towards the LGBT community. It's hurtful towards minorities. And I know so many people who just have given up. They don't want to mess with Kanye anymore. And I can't blame them. Like, I can't. Yeah. It's so what he did was an act of violence, like maybe not in like physical violence. He did not commit violence onto the audience necessarily in a physical way, but to re trigger someone to like because it was a surprise. It was a surprise. It was like it's psychological. It's a, it's a psychological attack, basically. Um, and I just like putting the art aside, whatever, and like whatever message of. He, he he's a guy who like when whenever he does something good he never says that out loud he never like really he never really um does something positive like he donated like you know um uh what's it called like millions of dollars to black lives matter he like paid for like helped pay for like um the Brianna Taylor, like lawyer fees and stuff like that he helped like uh what's it called uh da, 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 um the uh, uh, George Floyd's like daughter, like kind of set up an account for, to pay for her college and stuff like that. So like whenever he does something like that, it's like very quiet. <laughs> like he needs to say, he needs to do, he needs to like, and like, so like my point was like the Marilyn Manson thing, like even some sort of like explanation of what his stance is he he with that part he says nothing with that with the, the, that the part of it where like i thought it was cool that he wasn't like he was just communicating through music um with that like because with the the baby stuff like my friends that thought my friends interpreted it as like oh kanye's um agreeing with the baby something like that kanye like which there's like uh, the best if you're giving him the biggest benefit of the doubt. It's like the idea of like Kanye calling the baby in call it like because in 2005 he was like black people need to stop discriminating against gay people like that is not OK. Like like very early on in his career and stuff like that. So like the idea of like the baby saying that and then Kanye calling him in saying like, hey, you could be on my album. It's OK. Like that's not what you did is not OK, but. You could like I'm supporting you and stuff like that as a person. Um, but with 
Marilyn Manson, I just feel like that's a bridge too far. Like I, for me, like I, I just like, I just don't, I can explain why he might've done it in my opinion. Like the message of forgiveness, blah, 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 blah. Like, uh, but there's intent and impact and the impact is so bad. Like the impact is so horrible that like, well, with Marilyn Manson, he has just straight up been like, I didn't do any of this. And if Marilyn Manson had taken any accountability. Right, right. And maybe maybe it would be different. Like maybe he'd be showing like, oh, yeah, um, we should forgive this person who's taken accountability for his actions. But what he's doing is basically showing, oh, this person's saying he didn't do this stuff and maybe we should just believe him. I don't know. It's like it's like because the the okay, I'll 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 offer the two perspectives like I'll offer both of them. Um, The the benefit of doubt perspective is the idea that. Um, the idea of uh, go and sin no more. Like there's a John 8, 3, 11 is like John 3, 8, 3, John 8, 3 to 11 is basically like the story of the Pharisees. They wanted to throw rocks at like they wanted to stone a adulterous woman. Like and then Jesus said, stop. He he who is sinless can throw the first stone. And everyone was like, well, I guess I can't. And then like he's Jesus came to the woman and said like, uh, has anyone condemned you? And the woman said, no. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go on. And from now on, sin no more. Don't do that again. Like, don't like change your, you can, now this is because I've forgiven you. You can go off and change your life. You can go like, because that's a big reason why people don't confess is like the idea of like, I'm too far gone. I am like a piece of shit and stuff like that. Um, and like have to have forgiveness is a beautiful thing. Um, the worst case scenario is basically him saying Bill Cosby innocent. <laughs> like yeah. the worst, that's the worst case scenario. Like just like, and like with the baby, like there's like something that isn't, you know, really talked about in the news with the baby is like after the listening party, the third one, he went out to like the, like nine black HIV like leaders and talked with them. And like all of them said like, he did a pretty good job. He was receptive. He was listening. He, he uh, tried to work through a lot of his bias and misunderstanding about HIV. And like, you know, we wanted to call him in and stuff like that. So that that's like may like who knows what happens after that. Like maybe he's just like, use, there's like people saying like, oh, it's a publicity side, blah, blah, blah. like who knows what will happen. But like, I think we also shouldn't discourage progress. But Marilyn Manson, nothing. There's no sign of any sort of anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think like, I think when we have these conversations, it's, it's important to to kind of state what is, I think, universally, hopefully accepted. And so, you know, I think the universal kind of truth in this moment is that having a guy like Marilyn Manson standing beside you under any circumstance is not really uh, a look that you should support or, or want to have. Right. Like end sentence. So if we're talking about like right or wrong, like it was wrong. And and I think diehard fans, casual fans, critics, lovers, haters, it's just really hard to be able to actually justify that type of presence uh, under any circumstance. When I'm trying to think about 
I'm trying to think about the why. So, like, if I go into Kanye West's mind, like, why? And we don't know. Like, he literally hasn't said anything since this rule has begun, except for, like, a quick interview in Germany. But we have actually... Also, like, just, like, they did, they released my album without me saying... Like, yeah, which, like, which, you know, sidebar, like, now that we're getting the, the new... Um, uh, the, to, to STEM players. The STEM players have like Life of the Party and Under the Ashes and and tracks that maybe they were supposed to be on the album and now we're getting like the real Donda. But but aside from that, I'm, I think about about how Kanye, um, the interpretation of Kanye West after the Taylor Swift moment, and and it was as if Taylor, as if Kanye West, you know, verbally or physically assaulted Taylor in that moment. The way that that we as like the mass media and, and popular culture kind of took on that. So in his kind of egotistical narcissist perspective, there may be a, a like, Hey, the three of us, the baby, Marilyn Manson, Kanye West, we've all been uh, quote unquote assassinated by popular culture and media. The one guy has done literally has sexually assaulted people. The other guy went on a, very um, graphic and horrific rant uh, expressing his views on the LGBTQ plus community. And he's like, and I'm the guy who went on stage and told Taylor that the album, the song that she had wasn't that good. And we've all been dissected through the same kind of lens. So now you're going to have to stand there and watch me with the two people who, again, from popular culture were kind of um, uh, treated in a particular way. And you're going to have to sit there and watch us, which and I, I have to make this really clear. I was very, very put off, uncomfortable, thought it was wrong to have, again, Marilyn Manson and, and the baby in that moment uh, under any circumstance, let alone celebrating, you know, an album named after your mother in Chicago and everything. So there was no place for it. But if I'm trying to attempt to understand or contextualize it, that that's one of the many wrong <laughs> determinations that I've come up with is maybe that's something that he was trying to say again. Was it right? No. Did it work? No, but I'm just trying to understand it. And I think that's the only conversation that we can have is, can we try to understand why? Because the execution and the, 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 um, the going with that was completely wrong and he shouldn't have done it and he's got to pay for it. And I think he is. But it's like what like I think like the payment he's getting is very minor. Mm -hmm. It's like people who were excited for the album are no longer excited, like are no lo they don't want to listen anymore. Like he's not going to suffer financially. He's not going to suffer like any like any real thing. Yeah. yeah because, just gonna, can I just like, interrupt real quick? Because the real problem in that moment was that Marilyn Manson was actually allowed and able to go to Chicago and stand on the stage. Like Marilyn Manson should be behind bars. Right? Like, like he shouldn't even have the option to go to Chicago and be there. So while Kanye might lose fans a couple of dollars, but he's a billionaire, so what does that matter? And he's, he's already established his career, so what does it matter? What's truly problematic is that the next day, you know, the, the, the victims still hadn't gotten the justice that they deserve. So I think that's the conversation that we should really. And again, this is where sometimes people say, well, Kanye, like it's problematic that you wear a red hat because it distracts from the conversation that we should be having if we're ever talking about Marilyn Manson as a as a collective. You know what I mean? So. So, well, he's not going to Kanye. He's free like he's out like he doesn't have to worry about that stuff. But 
this is where, like you said, Andrew, for you as a fan being there and then going numb, it's like kind of like you don't have to worry about that, but I do. Like I actually have to live mm-hmm, with it. I have to experience mm-hmm. it. I have to then turn around and talk to my close friends and say, yeah, whether I like it or not, I supported that moment because I paid tickets and I stood in that arena. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where the disconnect is for fans with artists like Kanye is that he's got to remember that we actually have like real circumstances that we have to go to when dealing with some of the decisions that he's making out of a out of a gut feeling, out of a reaction, out of a an, an emotion. Yeah, Amber, it's really hard. Like, I, I always feel uncomfortable whenever I whenever these things happen, because I'm like, I don't ever want people to think that, like, I'm saying, no, no, it was okay for Marilyn Manson to be there. No, I, man, I feel like I'm not, like, being hard enough on the whole situation. Like, I don't want anyone to, like, listen to this and be like, oh, she doesn't hate him enough, which, like, man, I do. I do. Like, I don't want to come across as, like, I'm condoning him being there in any Mm -hmm, way. mm -hmm. Like, I definitely do feel like I'm a representative for all women. So, like... I've been kind of dreading this. <laughs> By the way, this is why I delayed this album, this recording two times. It's because the quality of this is what I what I wanted. Like truly, like let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. awesome. Uh, any any other th- any last bits you want to say about this the Marilyn Manson slash the baby like bit? Like, well, I'm sure it'll come up, but like more, but like. I I I just want to make it clear that like I absolutely do not condone him in any way and like I do agree that he should definitely be behind bars and it's so awful that you have to like I don't know if you've watched anything that um Evan Rachel Wood or Esme Blanco has they've said like they've gone before Congress and testified about changing the laws changing the statute of limitations and it's all because of him all because of this one man like the terrible things that he has done and the way that like PTSD spreads. And I don't know if you know anything about Esme Blanco, but she was, she had this terrible death scene on Game of Thrones where she was sexually assaulted on the show. And I can't imagine like after being assaulted in real life and then having to go through that on the TV show, like that's awful that I feel so terrible for her. Like, that must have been so triggering. And then to have to see him in the public eye, on stage, given platforms over and over. It's awful. And then his presence obviously triggers victims of sexual violence, victims of assault. Yeah. And, like, we're talking about it today. And obviously, like, it's it makes me angry. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's just a shitty situation. Yeah. It literally, if this rollout was like 1% different, um, yeah. <laughs> I would be so thrilled with this entire experience. It would be a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, yeah, but, but honestly, like like moments like that, it's, it's, it is bigger than music. You know, so, so in, in a really unnecessary way, like I think it's good that, you know, if, if this rollout is, is going to be like a historical or whatever, that we go back to this moment and continuously remember and remind ourselves that we need to always believe victims and then leave it up to the perpetrators of the crimes to prove otherwise. But, yeah. but the victim voices need to be prioritized and believed and and put in a place of of acceptance and of um, of uh, fearlessness. Right. Like the, the fearless thing is to 
is to go through what and I, I mean, I, I've never had that experience, but what I assume is a very horrific tra traumatic experience. And despite that trauma that you would then have to relive to go out there and say, this is what happened to me. And for it to you be know, taken so seriously the first time. Like, yeah. Exactly. So for us to take, to take that seriously and for the baby comments, like even if it was one moment in his life where he's like, you know, I was out of character, anyone that felt a certain type of way about that, they have every right to feel it. And if that means that you never listen to Kanye, as much as I love Kanye West, that means you never listen to Kanye. Your feelings are more important than an artist that delivers really great music and content, right? Like, and, and products, I should say, and you know what I mean? So yeah. In a sick perverted way this is kind of what he wanted like Kanye what Kanye wanted the idea that like everyone is expressing their feelings at him he's like he's uh, you know, he's kind of an energy vampire he's like a <laughs> true like he's like mm -hmm. he's like good and bad like because like mm -hmm. in a way he like takes all these influences and like synthesizes them into something cool but at worst he's just like drains people he drains them and like he I think we need to there's a part of me that loves that Kanye, like the fact that Kanye West is a billionaire is there's a part of me that thinks like that's a sign of that's a good thing because it shows that we love arts. It shows that we love high quality, beautiful, avant-garde, strange arts. And we're putting money into that. Like, that's awesome. And like to then empower that guy to like make more art or like make something beautiful or whatever is cool. But the idea uh, it's kind of like with, um, same thing with like Dave, he's Dave Chappelle is like a parallel of like a guy who's like, he walked away from, from, his show for integrity and like, because he did not want to be a part of like races, like this racist institution and stuff like that. He walked away and then 12 years later, he's now free. He's more than made up for that. Like, 12 year period of nothing basically. And he's like free to like express himself however he wants. I think that's beautiful, but it's like, it's then, uh, it's then kind of uh, how, what are you using your freedom for? Like, what are, are you using it to better other people's lives? Are you using it to s just serve your ego or like be combative for no reason? Uh, and like, it's like kind of when you're talking about like, um, you know, the the fact that like you know Kanye wants people who are feel angry to be angry and stuff like that to express themselves honestly that. Uh, we need to live in a, we need to work towards a world where the, the, the care support and like voice amplification of queer people, trans people and survivors of abuse are, we support them as much as we support artists, like on that same level, basically it's like, and, and it's also, I think we need to triage care towards you know, people who need it more than a guy like Kanye, who doesn't, he doesn't need me specifically. He doesn't need me specifically to be a fan and give him money and stuff like that. I could take from him. I could take the enjoyment and like, you know, beauty or whatever, but he doesn't need me specifically. I need him more than he needs me. Um, so then it's just kind of, um, how can my, empathy expand because there's a that's the trouble i'm having is like that's the moral conundrum i'm feeling is that if i really really cared then i would 
completely dump him. Like I would completely dump Kanye forever, basically. If I had the the level of empathy that is required, I just feel I feel like there is a there's a gap that needs to be closed. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. And I, I think that the the interesting part of all this is the word freedom. And and freedom could be interpreted in so many different ways, right? Like dogs feel free when their owners pet them and love them, right? There's like a real kind of freedom in that moment. There's freedom, you know, when you fall in love, right? There's like this, you feel like you can conquer anything. And then there's Dave Chappelle freedom where you walk away from your dreams because you know the system is going to rob you from it. And by doing so, that same system then can't rob anything from you ever again. And there are those people, the ones in the latter category, the, the Dave Chappelle's, the Kanye West's, the ones that were able to break through the stimulation, the simulation, not the stimulation, yeah. but the simulation. Yeah. Can be, and that can be very stimulating. When that happens, there's a, there's a Neo in the Matrix moment where you're disconnected from all of us that are still plugged in. And so, and so when you're, when you're unplugged, you have to remember not everyone is ready to break through in that same way. And so you have to be careful with how you try to get people to take the take the blue the red pill. Blue pill? Uh, Whatever pill, pill that gets you unplugged. Yeah, red pill. Red pill. Yeah. To take the red pill. In my matrix, I gotta rewatch it. There's a new one coming out. Super excited. Um so so to get to get unplugged. And I think what happened in that moment is that uh, there was this horrific attempt of unplugging from a certain simulation and the reality is that i don't think any of us want to get to a place where we can just say nah it's okay like you know we're, we're all sinners so whether you sin in a smaller way or a bigger way we can all still kind of break bread in that exact same kind of place and be accepted like that because what happens when you break bread with someone who assaulted the one that you love is that you're telling that same person that you don't love them mm-hmm. and so and so we can't just break bread and that's and that's again a part of the simulation that we need to continue to, to push for is to break this idea of Hey, you know, both parties need to have the same type of rights. No, if you are assaulted, you should have an an additional and elevated privilege of belief, belief, of support, of um, accessibility. And if you are the assaulter, then you lose that. Right. And I think that that's something that we will continue to work on and and do. But I also think that there's a social failure in whenever I see someone that's homeless in the streets. Right. Like I think there's also kind of like how do we how do we equate empathy and how do we um, manage your empathy when there's so much happening around us? Yeah. And and those who are parts of um, communities that are being directly in that moment attacked then that is their moment to be then hurt, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's where like what happened with the baby and Marilyn Manson, there are communities that are directly impacted by that. Let's listen to them and hear what they have to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, okay. So let's get, let's then like, let's, I think that transitions really nicely into themes a little more about this album and like kind of the, I guess the experience, like kind of the role, the entire art, like, you know, like, like kind of performance art he's doing too. Of the line that unlocks this album for me is uh, that woman rode with me like a Harley. Visions of my cousin in a 
Cell really scarred me. That's the line that unlocks this whole project. Like, no pun intended, but like, that's the line that really like kind of um, makes this whole album make sense. Because the idea, like, one of the most consistent things Kanye is always about is uh, prison and freedom. Th those are his two big things. Um, whether it be, you know, um, uh, just like. Uh, the the line about like who I who knew I had to look at you through a glass to Jesus like we gotta like these people like the DEA teamed with the CCA to like lock people up and make new slaves to like Saint Pablo him saying four hundred years later we're buying our own chains to slavery that sounds like a choice to like um then like the better side of it is like you know um you know. This ain't about a dead religion. Jesus brought a revolution. All the captives are forgiven. Time to break out all the prisons and stuff like that. It's always and like even during his Red Hat era, um, he like the, the CNN article where like Kanye talks to Trump and is like saying a bunch of wild black conservative takes and stuff like that. In the middle of it, there's this really awesome like Larry Larry Hoover's me. We need to free this guy because. This guy wants to change the world for the better and uh, putting him in prison for the rest of his life. First of all, he's been in prison for like 20 some years or something like that. And like the the idea that like um, it's important for me to get Hoover out because in an alternate universe, I am him. Um, the idea. Yeah. Like and um, that which is why like again, like best, most generous take of the Red Hat era is. Kanye said in an interview like with like a Chicago radio station like he's like she's like why are you wearing a red hat and stuff like that and he's saying like well I know Trump he wants to be cool with black people he wants black people to think he's cool and stuff like that so so and then like um like but then like so the idea of like um him putting on the red hat so he could talk to Trump to release Larry Hoover and stuff like that. Like that's the most generous it's again, like he has wild black conservative takes in within all of that. So, and he brought Candace Owens to a bigger platform <laughs> and Yikes. stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. And like, like it's not all like good. It's not like, it's not like, but like that part of it is like, I think, um, so like it makes sense that he's finally doing an album about jail prison like specifically kind of like meant whether it be mental prison literal prison the doghouse like with your like you know marriage or you know you know being shunned from society kind of like that like um that that's like kind of what the what and like how do you break free from these prisons and like it's supplemental like whatever that prison means to you like Kumail Nanjiani like had an interview where he was like yeah this body is a prison man like I thought my body issues would go away after getting so swole but like I'm actually like now I'm like just like it's it's a prison to like maintain this it's a prison to like care so much what other people think and like that's that's like so that in that way it's like kind of universal but like what's another theme you guys are picking up on Amber, what do you got? <laughs> like, <laughs> I got plenty, but Amber, you go okay, ahead. Well, I thought it was interesting that like Donda kind of took a back seat. Um, like yeah. jail is more of a theme than Donda. And I felt like um, 
all the guests on the record were the ones who were bringing it back to mothers and childhood. And even they would shout out Donda. And I feel like maybe they were talking about her a little more than Kanye was. Like, and I, that was really, that was odd to me because like, I really thought going into this, like, this is, this is the Donda record. This is where he's going to really get into it. And he did a little bit, but not really as much as I thought he was going to. And the guests were the ones who were like, here's what my childhood was like. Here's what my relationship with my mom was like. Hey, let's talk about Donda for a second. And then Kanye would just come <laughs> yeah. in and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, yeah, it's like, I think one of the things is like, um, for 15 years, like even 808s and Heartbreak, which is like kind of most directly about his mother. Um, it's not a like that album's not about the heartbreak. It's about his mother. But even in that album, he doesn't talk about Donda. He does not say her name. He does not like he has like two songs about Donda on. Um, and then he has like only one. Then he has like a few mentions. It's like stuff like that. But like he it's it's too much of a raw nerve for him. Like he he says like. Anytime, like, I would speak more on it, but I would start crying and stuff like that. Like, um, so, like, 15 years later, like, I was so, so excited for him to finally start talking. I think this is, like, this album makes sense in terms of it's been 15 years since my mother died. And now I, this is the wreckage I'm left with and stuff like that. And the other thing is, like, I you made that point last week when we tried to record it last week. Um, the idea of... The features kind of taking over and stuff like yeah. that. And like, and like Stanley had the point of like, well, Don does kind of more of an overarching light that everyone, like all these characters are like trying to like work towards and stuff like that. Um, aside from Marilyn Manson, he's not trying. We're, we're probably, probably not like, um, but the idea of, um, and in come to life, he says, this is not about me. This is not about like the, that's like the most like transcendent moment of the album. It's like him saying it's not just about me and my mom or me and Kim. It's about all of us. It's about it's about l having no child left behind and stuff like that. So like kind of like Donda Kim and God kind of representing the same unconditional love, like representing this unconditional love that he once had that he's like looking for again. Um, and the support system, which is like unfair for women, but like there's a whole other discussion. I mean, Kanye's um, never been a feminist. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he like uh, from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy to Jesus is King, he's successfully transitioned from de like Democrat misogynist to like <laughs> conservative misogynist. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so like, um, there's there's less misogyny. You know, I'm not going to like <laughs> argue how not misogynist he is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Stanley, what's a theme you're picking up on, though? Yeah, I, I think I just want to continue on that conversation about, you know, the Donda, because I think, again, sometimes we, we are programmed to really look at things in a very kind of literal 2D perspective. And I think with certain artists, it's very much in 4D. And the fact that we all, before this album dropped, knew who Donda was means that we already had a Donda story, right? Like, he already did his job. Go ahead. It's like, this is terrible. It's like kind of like in the new Star Wars when like we see the Millennium Falcon for the first time. Like, oh, look at this. Like, 
it, it's, it's very exactly. inter- it's it's very intertextual though like that's the point i was trying yeah, to make and, like, and like i remember uh that the grammy performance of, of hey mama and there were people who hadn't really listened to kanye's catalog like that and they're like wow what a beautiful song that he wrote for his mother after she died and then and it's like no 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 like this was actually like well recorded before his first album like this is a song he had beforehand where he celebrated his mother's life while she was alive right so there's a very much like if you know Kanye you know Donda and if you listen if you look at his products the Donda name was part of his you know design team his design company his foundation is named after Donda his now school like so the the name and the word Donda has been present so I think while the album doesn't always explicitly have him expressing his you know relationship his dealing with his mother's death I think is very much like the central theme and the the clips where Donda is actually speaking speaks volumes to who Kanye is right like and and it's very cool that he uses his her actual words um in that matter and literally as a sample like that's yeah so cool. I think what Kanye's kind of learned in in not not learn what um, what Kanye is kind of uh, has been forced to do because he has so many other things happening now is let other people, you know, I mean, literally write for him, but also speak on his behalf. And I think those those guest features do a really great job of speaking to their own kind of relationships with, you know, love and motherhood and faith. Um, and and then and then he can kind of like do like stupid stuff like talk about Drake or really amazing <laughs> stuff like you know paint a picture of you know have you ever do you really wish um, you had another life did you wish you had another life like that that line I think is is that line so central and the other line I think is very central is um, personal worth is not what a person is worth and. And that idea of, and I think it's the big theme of here is the idea of success and freedom at what cost? Because for Kanye, he lost his family because of his pursuit of what he deems to be freedom and success and, you know, dream chasing. That the, the cost of it was his mother initially because she moved to, to L.A., the surgery went wrong, that's how she passed. And then his family, because ultimately he couldn't just be a family man he needed to still pursue what drives him you know so i think the cost of you know um you know um your your faith the cost of your desires of your dreams are really kind of central to what you're experiencing in this album that, that's beautiful like truly like i have nothing to add to that like um the other themes i'm like kind of picking up on is like kind of so, the, and the part that I really related to with Kanye, like, I'll just quickly go through him. It's like, um, he is suffering. 15 years later, he is like in anguish. He is ang- like, it's like, it's a gospel. It's a, it's actually, I feel this is more honest as a Christian album because a lot of CCM music feels very hollow because of like, Jesus is great. It's so good to be Christian. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, there's no like depth. There's no like real what about the job story what about like all this stuff or the idea of like we as long as you're the guaranteed one of the guaranteed things about being human is you'll suffer a lot like you'll have a hard like you'll be sad and you'll like have like all that stuff like even like the richest black man in the world in america is suffering this much um the idea of like the grief of all these like traumatic events like his mother the divorce uh not having a dad as present as he wanted it to be um so the idea of like 
I've been down so long. I don't remember what's upstairs. I, I don't remember what it's like to be happy again or like stuff like that. So that's where he starts. And then he, he's like aiming for motherhood. He's like aiming for a maternal figure, like, you know, that unconditional love that he once felt at one point. And then he's also wrestling with being a father, being a dad, like one, literally his four children two like being the father of the rap game. Like it's like, which is why the, some of the Drake stuff makes sense. Like he's trying to, son drake he's trying to like be like you gotta stay in line kiddo but although like texting your son a picture of the joker and telling him i've been bullied by nerd jocks all my life you'll never recover i promise you so weird. Like, that's that's not gonna that's not gonna win you like father of the year <laughs> like <laughs> like so like the idea of like um but like birthing and inspiring a good majority of the modern artists today and then he wants to be like Daddy America. He wants to be president and stuff like that. Like he, the most humanitarian version of that is he wants to take all the information and then use it as a public servant, basically. Like the, the there's ego, absolutely, and like you know eroticism and stuff. But also there is like him wanting to be a public servant, um, and like also like. Um, so then the question is, like, can Kanye change? Can Kanye be better? Can Kanye be sanctified, quote unquote? And uh, can't, like, and it's like this album to me is like watching that sanctification process, watching him try to change, watching him like try to be better. It's, it's very much like Better Call Saul of just like <laughs> the idea of like. It's truly like this flawed guy, like who has a good heart, um, trying to be better, but like his brother going like, you can't, you, I, you're, you're a piece of shit from the moment you're, you're bored and stuff like that. And like, um, so it's like, but like, if we're to believe that like Kanye has been saved, quote unquote, like, and like, ex like believes in God now, um, the, the journey to watch Kanye be an egotistical megalomaniac, selfishly obsessed with feeding his insatiable vanity while being cursed with mental health issues, turning into like a servant of like humanitarian guy. That's what he's trying to do. He's it, old Kanye is going to leak out old like which is why he's gonna be mad at drake for being number one he's gonna be he's gonna bring marilyn manson on stage and stuff like that we're gonna see that we're gonna see that too and then it's like but do we still invest in him do we still invest in kind like do we because like being human you're gonna mess up again and again and again and stuff like that and like how many times should we you know, forgive people if they've had priors. And Kanye's take is one, no child left behind. We got to get everybody to, which is like, could be problematic. And like, what, like you said, like by including this person, you're going to be ex exclude this other person. Um, it's, a, it's pretty much a Sophie's choice. And then two, like, if you're alive, he's not like, God's not finished. Like, God is not finished with you. Like if you're alive, you, you always have the opportunity to be better. You always have the opportunity to change your life. Like you're praying for a change in your life. Maybe it will come tonight. Like that, it, that makes me cry. <laughs> like it's beautiful. That's a, and like, again, it's like the fact that it's bogged down with a bunch of like garbage <laughs> makes me so sad. It makes me I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian man, but like, um, I'm still like also deconstructing it. I'm trying to find out what's best for me and like what's inclusive and all that stuff. But the idea of like, there's a part of me that feels like Kanye's connected to a higher power 
like whatever that is. It doesn't have to be Christian God, like the idea of like something connected to the universe or whatever. And then thinking about Evan Rachel Wood, thinking about all of that brings me down to earth, brings me like it deflates a lot of it for me. So, but that's like what I think this album's about. But it's like the question, like, that's why I love this album is like, it's like a, it's his, ma- it, I think this is like, you know, whether you choose to like go on from here, this works as the final Kanye album. If he never released anything after this, I'd be like, great. Like that's fan- like, and I don't even know what he would say after this. I don't even know. Like he wants to collaborate with Jay-Z, like maybe as a victory lap or something like, okay. Um, but like, I don't know what else he has to say. Like after this, um, I think that the music will keep coming because he keeps living, right? So I think like as long as he's still alive, he's going to have experiences and then he's going to use every platform he has to express those experiences. Um, I think what you said was was bang on. I think, Amber, you too, what you just said was, you know, there's a lot. And I think that's part of the, the, the problem with this album for a lot of people is that there's just a lot, like literally, you know, 27 songs I think it is oh, people wrote really reviews tell. the day after like there's no way you parse through it yeah impossible right so there's a lot to kind of take in from a time perspective and from a content perspective there's so much because you are having conversations about you know humanity you know faith you know loyalty you know what what is the most important at what point do you let go can you let go can you be new again Right. You know, can you forgive someone knowing that they're going to sin at the exact same way, like literally the next day? Like, is that actually something we can we can do as people and we can do with this particular individual? Those questions aren't necessarily the type of questions you want to have when you're playing on a, a record. You know, sometimes people just want to disconnect from what's happening in their lives and just like jam for a bit. And then this album, like I look at this album like college dropout. And, and I think it's a very, they're very, very similar albums. Like College Dropout, there's a very big like faith kind of presence in that album and Kanye struggling with his faith and struggling with his place in, you know, a world that has so many different types of expectations. And here's Kanye experiencing so much and getting back to the same point of struggling with this faith, you know, trying to figure out is this family going to abandon him? And at the end of the day, no child left behind last call right like at the end of the day can you still get that deal with Rockefeller you know that's still that same idea of like at the end of all of these trials and tribulations are, are you going to leave me behind or are you going to keep me with you and I think he's saying don't leave me behind because I'm one of you uh, flaws and all and then it's up, up to us to decide whether we say yes you are still my brother or no, you're cut off. And, and that's a hard, I mean, for me, it's still my brother, but for a lot of people, it's a hard thing to kind of reconcile. There's this debate on Twitter, like is cancellation culture real? All that stuff, um, which, you know, that's such a difficult conversation because people are talking about 500 different things at the same time. The idea of, um, and like, there's no like satisfactory answer that will make everybody happy and stuff like that. Um, like who, how much does someone deserve to like, if they're not going to go to jail, how much do they, should they be punished and stuff like that? And also like, it's also like, we don't know what to do necessarily with like people who, who are guilty. We don't, I don't think like, cause also like pr- the prison systems are like really fucked up. Like they're really, oh God. Vi- it's, <laughs> it's vile. It's like evil. It's like, it's like uh, a way to like. Uh, not to be hyperbolic, but like continue slavery in a way. It is. Well, the wrong um, people go to prison. Like, 
you see yeah. like people with a couple joints or like sometimes even like traffic offenders like that haven't paid a bench warrant go to prison and then you see people with violent sex crimes going and guesting on records and it's the wrong people are being punished and it's very backwards and i the problem i have with abolishing the prison system is then what are we going to do with people like Marilyn Manson? <laughs> How does he get punished for what he's done? Right. So I think like someone made that point. just like, I think we got to prioritize, you know, survivors and stuff like that. And the idea of like, maybe some people are not going to take like when G- Jesus comes to you and says like, go and sin no more. Some people are not going to take it. Some people are going to just literally go. Um, I for repent for everything I'm going to do again. Yeah. You know, just like they're going to, can I, can I just mention about the prison system? Because I think like uh, like prison for me is is twofold. Like one is removal, removing the immediate threat. And then two is rehabilitation, rehabilitating the individual right. and hoping that uh, or ensuring that when they get placed back into society, they are then able to to perform and act in a civil way. And so I think, Amber, what you're saying about, you know, if you have joints, like the, there is no threat if you like rolled up a joint and whatever. The, the threat is not there. Whereas someone who sexually assaults people is, uh, is a predator. That's an immediate threat that needs to be removed. Yeah, and R. Then Kelly like, do, needs to be in jail. Yeah. yeah, he's dangerous. Exactly. But then I think the problem, and I'm Canadian by the by the way, I'm, I'm I live in Ottawa. So, and not to say that we don't have problems, because we definitely do. But the the prison system, I guess, is a bit different, um, similar but different. But still, the intention should then be, okay, let's rehabilitate them and let's not remove them from the rehabilitation center until they are rehabilitated. And we don't do that. We don't do that. That That was my point. That was my point. We don't like we like so we don't know what to do. Like, but yeah, like not everyone will take rehabilitation. Not everyone will take it. Um, There are like Michael Myers (laughs) of the world. (laughs) Like, you know, like um, it's I think it's always going to be some a problem as long as we're alive. The idea that like some people are just like there's there isn't a cure and we got to like it's just like we got to like um yeah, I guess that's my point. It's just like how do like th- that's maybe what Kanye's wanting to do is like rehabilitate those who have done wrong and stuff like that. And again, the worst case scenario is just like use my Lord and Savior like renter's insurance. Just like I could do whatever I want. <laughs> I could like just Drake and like, you know, God, please forgive me. OK, back to doing crazy <laughs> stuff like it. That's like what it like. At like the bad faith like and like maybe like it's probably in the middle it's probably in the middle of just like Kanye wants to do whatever he wants he cares about like trying to save the world and stuff like that which is like uh, it's probably in the middle there and that's the compelling part but it's also like a wild roller coaster that like people are just t- I'm just tired too like I <laughs> just like I don't always want to engage with it and stuff like that and I totally get why people don't want to engage with all yeah, we're not we're not used to that Peloton bike ride you know, like like he he is on the peloton of life and he recognizes that his his lifeline is very limited. And so he's just like, yo, we got to pell the shit out of this life because I'm not going to be here in 20 or 30 or 40 years, whatever it may be. Whereas all of us, although we know we're going to die, we don't act like we're going to die. We act like we always have tomorrow. And so there's a real kind of calmness or a slower pace to how we approach our lives. But people like Kanye is just like, nah, man, fuck that. Like, we got to go. Like, I 
almost died before my album came out. Like my jaw was wired shut. That was like his thesis. Like that's his thesis. Like we could die tomorrow. Like basically. exactly. And he lives like that, and he doesn't allow the rules that we have in place to give space to everybody else restrict them so what happens is when he doesn't follow those rules and we're like in line and we're just kind of saying hey man like these rules are in place to make things somewhat equitable for all of us who don't necessarily have the same access and he's like yo uh, I'm really happy for you I'm gonna let you finish <laughs> but I gotta get these Yeezys out I gotta get my influence out my ideas out because my ideas will impact the world and when and I die do. And they do, but then it's like when I die, somebody else is gonna pick up the slack. So I gotta set the bar really high because Michael Jackson did it for me and blah 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 blah. Like all the things he say he says. Whereas a lot of us were kind of like, dude, this is too much. I really liked Gold Digger, but <laughs> I, I just can't I can't operate at this at this level. So it's hard to digest. It's, again, it's also possible he's just a dummy. <laughs> he's just like a big dumb. He's a big dumb, like, which is very possible. Like it's, it's like it's totally. and it, on some levels is true. Uh, on that, no, let's take a quick break. Click, <laughs> and we're back here to talk about uh, Ye's uh, Donda. So let's, uh, yeah, let's go through uh, highlights and lowlights of this album. Let's go through, um, let's go through lowlights first. Like, what are what's a lowlight song for Amber? <laughs> Oh boy. Um, I mean, so I have like a lot of, a lot of notes written up, <laughs> um, because yeah, I, I have like, a lot of, I got like uh, 14 <laughs> notes, 14 pages of notes. Like, I, yeah, I had a lot of feelings about this record and for low lights, it just says there's a lot of them. <laughs> um, like for me, um, a lot of these songs felt like Life of Pablo songs, which is like their production is really good, but the lyrical quality is not there. They kind of feel like um, they're not. I know he's a different person than he was when he did like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. But what drew me to Kanye is like his lyrical quality and how witty he was and how creative he was. But his lyrical quality has taken like a sharp decline and a lot of these songs are just so repetitive and they feel like mixtape quality songs to me. There's, there's like a, someone like Justin LeBoy, he's a podcaster. He tweeted because uh, he went to a Las Vegas listening party and he was like, Kanye's rapping like he's trying to get signed. And then the first <laughs> listening party came out and then he was like, Kanye's rapping like he's trying to get dropped. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel like I'm, like, my own creative writing teacher from high school when I listen to these songs. Like, I want to tell him, like, all right, so God breathed on you. Now tell me what, tell me more. Tell me what that felt like. Tell me what that motivated he's you. He's a Dusty, he's a Hoffman. You don't get it? Like, <laughs> like I just want more out of these songs. Like, there's a bass there, lyrically, but then he didn't, like, get to that he didn't get to that mountain peak he started climbing and then he was like all right i did something for the day i'm gonna go Someone home now scott breathe yeah that's a rough like i will say it's kind of like for me i don't like it as much i it grew on me i like the i, I the instrumental at the end grew on me for being like it's, it's sounding like a funeral procession a little bit um the idea of like setting that theme pretty early and then um, the lyrics are incoherent, make no sense. Yeah. Um, 
It's also like, but it does work out as an amuse bouche between jail and off the grid. I think those two songs are really solid and really good in my opinion. And like, just to have like a less good song makes those two songs better for me. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Stan- Stanley, do you have a? Oh, sorry. Uh, let, let's let, let's let's alternate. Like uh, Stanley, do you have a low light? Yeah, I, I mean, for for me is 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 the fact that Amber doesn't like God breathe. I just <laughs> I just love it. So much. It's so good. It's so great. Um, and also, you know, like he's got a light skin friend. Looks like Michael Jackson got a dark. I mean, that's not necessarily the greatest rap song of life or lyrics of life. But um, but my low light for this album, really the Drake thing. Like, I, I really think that tonally there would have been a bit more kind of conciseness to the entire project. And not only the album itself, but the experience leading up to the album. If this whole kind of Drake drama wasn't part of it, I think it's childish on both sides. And then to hear like Jonah and OK, OK, and, and it, those two songs in particular, like really reference the, the Drake beef. It, I, for the longest time, those are my two least favorite. I mean, I love the whole album, but my, my two least favorite tracks were those two. And if they were back to back, it just kind of created this like um, this checking out moment uh, in the album. So I would say the whole Drake experience was blah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because like on his Instagram, he was being really cool and cryptic and stuff like that and being like tweeting a picture of his house and like uh, like tweeting a picture, like a photo shoot with, with, with him and the mascot and stuff like that. I was like, oh, it's like really doing a good job building anticipation and stuff like that. And then he'll like, again, tweet that the picture of the Joker <laughs> or something like that. Or he would like, he would like... Uh, tweet like just drake's address like everyone typically fair everyone knows drake's address so it's not a secret but like it's still like a shitty thing to do it's way too far um i will say the one like thing that drake this i like uh it's not on this tech not technically on this album it's not technically released but the idea like in kanye's verse on um life of the party the original the one that we heard first um, Kanye says we don't condone oversexualization of children in the home. <laughs> like on a Drake disc, like it's really funny. I don't know how intentional it is, but like I think that's really, like really good. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I do like Junior Part Two though. Like that's a, just a fun radio song. Um, New Again is my low light. I keep like I keep the main album. I switch out Junior Part Two with Junior. And uh, I, I have Jesus Lord part two in there. Like I switch it out. I like it. I like that it's long. Um, but new again is bad. It, even with Chris Brown removed, which good. But like also it's it's like again like the the bile rose in my throat when he's when Chris Brown saying I know he's not on it anymore. But like Chris Brown saying the I repent for everything I'm gonna do again. Like you didn't learn anything. Like you didn't like. It's again, it's like that renter's insurance line that baby Keem says, just like you treat your Lord and savior, like renter's insurance. Like that's not, that's not the point. Like that's not the, Oh, I mean, I didn't even, I, I skipped the song with Chris Brown on it. Honestly, I was like, yeah. I, I'm I, not I listening to this. Version of the album. Yeah. I'm not listening to the Marilyn Manson song. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not dealing with that. Um, my notes for Jonah <laughs> said that I got tired of listening to the album again at this point. <laughs> 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 like, 
like there I I told you guys that there were um, a couple points in the album where I had to take breaks because it felt exhausting to me and um, Jonah was another one of those points where I, I just said I definitely started to feel fatigued <laughs> I just, I didn't feel like, um, it was very cohesive. I, some, for remote control, I said, these lyrics are dumb as hell. (laughs) Yeah, not not great. (laughs) Like, uh, melody, it grew on me, but the melody, remote control, isn't, I don't like it as much. Um, Um, I did think that the whistling sample was sick. Um, I liked that a lot. But, like, man, I don't know what's going on with those lyrics. Um, one of you mentioned Keep My Spirit Alive. Um, mm, love it. Um, I like it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that song better than most until I read the lyrics. What, what, what lyrics did you, were you kind of like, oh, no, about? Well, I thought the whole vibe of the song, I was like, oh, this is a Donda-heavy song. But... It was sort of like talking about how, like, everyone's so gangster and they're, like, running drugs and stuff. (laughs) And then they'd, like, just mention Donda every now and then, and it just seemed really disingenuous. I like that song a lot. I think that's, like, (laughs) I I do miss Casey on it. Like, that's really sad that he got removed. Um, (laughs) Probably because he was annoying on Twitter. Like, I think that's true. First of all, the two people Kanye wants to cancel is Satan. The second, like, like, people who annoy him. Like, that's truly, I really don't think Kanye's that bothered by, like, I think he is, but, like, um, it wasn't enough for him to, like, go, like, I'm not working with you, Chris Brown. But, like, when Chris Brown started, like, annoying him and going, like, why don't you put me on the album more? <laughs> like, Kanye's like, okay, okay, like, let's get you out of there. Keep My Spirit Alive, it's interesting because it's kind of like, um, thank God that, like, my gun didn't jam when I killed a bunch of people or, like, I got away with, like, selling drugs and stuff like that. Um, which is, like, kind of, again, the theme of, like, people who do bad things and they don't get punished and stuff like that. Um, like thank God for that. And I think Conway's verse is beautiful. Like the idea of like, he got shot in the face and like he recovered. Okay. Um, I like, I love the vibe of Kanye's verse though. The idea of like, uh, I love the, who the squad Donda, who the mom Donda, who could see Donda get Don C. <laughs> like, I think that's really, really like, I love the forward momentum of that moment. Um, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's more, again, it's more abstract in terms of like Donda, all that stuff. It's more just like the, the spirit watching over all these different disparate people and stuff like that, in my opinion. But, no, I do like I hearing know. other people's opinions. I like talking to you guys about this because it makes me think like, well, you know, maybe I was too quick to judge. Maybe I will go back and listen to some of these songs. Maybe I won't. You know, who knows? But I like I do like hearing other people's opinions on this. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I guess more criticisms. It's like a criticism like that is levied a lot on this album is like there are no black women on it. You know, there are no like this is about like a prominent black woman in his life. Um, there's a part like the the argument against that is like part of me sees this as just like a album about about a bunch of latchkey kids running amok without parents basically so it's like but like then megan the stallion like her parents passed away like both of them and she's like that could have been an interesting thing to like go off on and like i don't know i, I don't i don't think that that's 
I've, I've heard that narrative before. And I, I think that at the very, I guess, if you're going to um, utilize that as part of the experience, then perhaps he's just looking at it from a perspective of son mother relationship. And so he's looking for other, you know, male figures who've had relationship with their mothers and utilize that perspective. Um, but I don't know if it's necessarily an intentional kind of like, let's uh, silence, you know, a, a voice or a population from this experience. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I didn't feel that listening to the record, but of course I'm, I'm a dude. So I'm coming from a different perspective too. So. Yeah, and the idea that again, like having Chris Brown on it at one point, and like uh, uh, just uh, the, the Soldier Boy, uh, like you know, he was like there. He didn't make it on the album because his verse is really bad. But like um, the idea, just like um, uh, uh, so, that is in a way to silence women and stuff like that. Like that's kind of a way he does it. And then the idea of um, he literally has a bulletproof vest with his mother's name on it. So the idea of uh, that's a the most damning review I read um, was the idea of like, he's using his mom as a shield um, to, as an excuse to like hate women and stuff like that. Like that's real, that's like pretty damning. And like, I can't like, there's wow, really people said that. Hmm? Yeah. Like that's like, the, like the idea of like uh, the really negative review on it, like, which um, I don't completely disagree with. I don't think it's like, I don't completely disagree with like, I think there's like, a lot of misogyny like less so less than his other albums but like it's like um i don't know i think that's like the most like that's a really um because like it's been 15 years like and a lot of people don't do that the same stuff he does to people like and it's again it's like how much of this is how much of your sadness is a prison of your own making or how much of it is these traumatic events and this ptsd like coming back and like informing your decisions. Like I think he has to take, he has to take some responsibility like, and he does a little bit, but he does some, but like, I feel like it's not quite to the level I would have liked in my opinion. Feel I would have liked to have heard more samples, honestly, because I feel like he curates samples so well, like his past work. Um, he's, he utilizes samples so well and outside of like the choir and the gospel samples that he used, he basically just used the Lauren Hill sample and the two samples of his mom. He didn't sample like any old records, anything that like I'd hear and I want to go listen to the original because I'm like, I've never heard that before. I want to know what that is. And that, that was like kinda, the thing that, you liked about on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always loved how Kanye uses samples and it's always made me as a musician try to dig up old work and try to use it in interesting ways. It's been really inspirational to me. So that that's not really a low light, it's just something that I'm in general disappointed with. Um yeah. I will later, maybe in the highlight when we talk about highlights, I would like to talk more about the Lauren Hill sample because I think that's interesting that he used her yeah let's go like straight away then like to uh the like highlights and like let's talk about the lauren hill sample then i really think that it was interesting i don't know i don't know if this was a conscious decision on his part he very well might have just been like i like that he's, song. So he's, used lauren, he's used lauren hill in the past to great effect great effect and that song rules it stood the test of time but um 
I think that we all know that about Lauren Hill's second album. It wasn't really an album. It was her MTV Unplugged session, um, where she basically had a total breakdown on stage. Um, do you guys know? Are you guys familiar with this? A little bit. I, uh, you might have to like explain. They delayed airing it for the longest time. I mean, she was like going on rants and crying while she was playing songs. And I don't I don't think it was responsible of them to air it. I don't think they should have released it as a CD. Um, but it was like her second album. It completely derailed her career. And she's gone through mental problems um, in the time since then. And she basically like went through like an early 2000s version of canceling. Um, and she has gone, gotten like super religious, aligned herself with some like not great people. Um, she's said not great things. She's put her her daughters accused her of abuse. Um, yeah, like really just not great things. And um, she's never been able to bounce back with her career. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that she's a black woman. But we've seen Kanye go through similar things. Obviously, he's not been accused of abuse by his family members, but he's gotten super religious. He's aligned himself with some really not great people, but he's been able to still have a successful career. And I think that's because he's a man, not a woman. Um, and I don't know if he chose to showcase Lauren Hill to like show that parallel or not. Mm. But I think that's fun. That's cool. I think that, that was cool. a big yeah. highlight for me because immediately I clocked that. I was like, Oh, that's what he's saying here. I don't know if that's what he's saying there, but to me, that's what don't he's let saying. The lifestyle drag you down. Like, you know, mm -hmm. and just like an echo of Lauren Hill in the back. And stuff yeah. Like that. It's really haunting and stuff like that. Um, I do love, I love how he samples his mom too. I think that's into the oh, night like yeah. rules, rules. I'm, and like, I'm not heartless. I know I've said a lot of things about this record that I don't <laughs> like. And how I, could you be so heartless? <laughs> 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 like, but I was incredibly moved when those samples of his mom came on. Cause I didn't know that he actually sampled her voice in this record until I listened to it. And I was I was incredibly moved. Those were used to great effect. He really chose great moments of her talking to showcase. And it was just really standout moments. The moment where she, she was like, you know, she said, he said, I could talk about anything I wanted. <laughs> and like, you know, it's like uh, that. Of course he's her son. Like that's like a really, and I, I am missing. I am sad that like, um, the song uh, Losing My Family got cut out of the main album, basically, where th there's a one more Donda sample where she's like um, basically like singing about like, you know, abandoning his family and stuff like that. And she she's in the back saying, you never abandon you, your family. You never abandon your family. It's like him, like in conversation with himself, like with a ghost, basically, and then like lacerating himself. It just like, um just like I am, I failed to, you know, live up to my mother's words and stuff like that. And like, it was really gorgeous. Um, sad that it's not on it. I, I think it would have worked really well before Jesus Lord or something like that. But, you know, uh, uh, Stanley, what's a highlight for you? Uh, well, me, I have a, I have a trilogy of tracks that really uh, stand out to me. And I think capture the different parts of the album for me off the grid moon and come to life and come to life has become my most kind of favorite 
Kanye West record of all time. Before that, it was I Wonder for anyone that that's wondering. Um, but but these three tracks really kind of I think showcase the different sides of of Kanye and the utilization of others to um, personify what he is trying to express. And, um, and you're seeing you're seeing like these these records like really like hit in different ways like, like off the grid makes me so it is the espresso it is the coffee that you need to get going i listen off off the grid like at least three or four times a week just to get myself kind of motivated for whatever i'm going to do and and recognize that i can be like in a different lane but still be awesome doing it Moon was was when I first listened to the whole album, I cried listening to Moon because, you know, coming off of Chicago and Cuddy not being on the track and everything else that was happening. I'm like, how do you get Cuddy off of a a Ye album? Like, I just love Kid Cuddy so much. And then to hear, you know, the humming uh, for the first time on the official album, like, I, yes, I was just like, oh, and every time I hear I get chills because Cuddy, I feel like he is he's us. Like he's really like Kanye is not us. Like Kanye is kind of like this kind of disconnected godlike figure. But Cuddy is he's one of us. Like he's very vulnerable. He will he will tell us how he's actually struggling, like literally struggling. And so to have him express himself the way he did on this record and speak on behalf of, of Kanye, uh, I think was really beautiful. And then come to life. God it just it just um, it helps to contextualize who Kanye has been through his music career. You know, this person who wants to kind of start again, wants to be free of whatever shackles he's no feeling, uh, wants to admit his flaws, wants to be pissed off, but realizing the people that he's mad at are the people that he needs. And so there's like this this anger when they're around, but there's a sadness when they're gone. And there's this anger when they're gone too. Like, how can you abandon me? Like, I'm yay. And so to have... Uh, how could I abandon them, too? And then how could I abandon them? And at some point, recognizing that none of this is about me, actually. It's about us. It's about my mom, my family, my, my children, the people that I've influenced, the people who influenced me, my bad decision, my good ones. It's all of this. And despite the, the highs and the lows, that there's a higher being, a higher calling that says come with me like i as long as you are alive you you can be resurrected and so it's just uh just that trilogy of tracks really is a, a big highlight for me so beautiful like again it's like it's like that's why i can't completely let go of him just like fuck you done forever like i can't like that's really hard i, I maybe you'll like with like maybe i'll maybe it'll happen one day maybe i'll just be like either he'll do something worse god forbid or (laughs) um or he'll just like or he'll just like not need it anymore you know i just maybe i just won't need it and i'll just like be able to empower myself um but like um uh i want to talk about moon and come to life more specifically because those are my big highlights um moon you know, last week, Amber said, like, I wish he went into it a little. I wish Cuddy went into it a little. I more. do. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, what, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you like? I feel like um, we have a context for Kanye's life now and what he specifically means about like when he says, like, I wish I could be a better me um, and what he's sad about. Um, but if you listen to this album without that context, if you listen to this album, not knowing what he's going through, if you listen to it like 10 years in the future, 
um, you're not, you might not know you're going to be removed from that context. So like, I wish he'd have just said a little more about like what he's going through, what the meaning of this song is like, just go into it a little bit more. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's like, cause uh blank check, they had a pot the early before they were blank check. They were called like the phantom podcast and they would go through the, they would watch the Phantom Menace every week. <laughs> so I love like that. And then like pretend like the other three Star Wars movies didn't happen. So like, who's this <laughs> green guy? <laughs> like, who's like, this is like the idea of like, it's, it's absurd because it's like, you need the other three movies to understand what's happening here. Even though it's a prequel. Um, well, that's why, it doesn't work. like, I've never, I've never seen the Marvel movies. Um, because you have to watch like 20 of them to know what's going on. I don't I don't want to watch 20 movies to go see like the new the new I don't even know what movie they're on now. I don't want to I don't want to do that. There's too many movies. I can't commit to that. <laughs> uh, OK, so Moon, I think like I don't go to Kanye for clever lyrics anymore. I go I go like I go to him for like great art. You know, I go for like this is a great product. This is a great art product. Um, and like the second listening part is a great performance art product too. Um, but like Moon is like really beautiful. Like it's it manages to get so much in so little. It manages to get so much like depth in so little time. But the idea of like I want to go to the moon. Like that could be interpreted as like I want to see my mom again. I want to like reach heaven or I want to die. Like I want to go to where she is and stuff like that. And then Kid Cudi, like it's a vignette, basically him like looking at the moon, like seeing, like thinking about his dad and stuff like that and being like, no one knows what I'm going through, but I'm going to go on anyways. And then for all three voices to harmonize with each other, like I want to go to the moon uh, don't leave so soon. Like you, this is, you left too early. You, you died too early. And then like, but Kanye is also saying, take her to the moon. Like if you are going to go so soon, take her to the moon, take her to like something better than this. Like it's really in like the moment of just like, we're all stuck on earth though. Like all three of us, all three of those guys are stuck on earth looking up. I think that's really Really, it makes me cry a lot. Like, it's, like, really good. Um, and then Come to Life, um, my favorite track. Um, like, one of my favorite... I agree with Stanley. One of my favorite tracks he's ever done. Like, at least top ten, maybe. Um, first of all, like, um, sh uh, the line of, like, praying for a change in your life, maybe it'll come tonight. Like, that hope he still has. You know, the hope of, like, um, I've been in the dark for so long. Like I want another life. I wish I could start over and like be a new person. Um, but then like, and then like, uh, thoughts you'd penciled in should have wrote down in pen. The idea of like the words of his mom, the words of Kim, uh, the words of, you know, God or the words of like the public or whatever, like he should have, he's saying, I should have listened to you. Like, that's a moment of true humility from him. Like, I should have, like, instead of going, ah, I don't care, blah, 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 you said I love you. Uh, like, like, he's, but he's gone to the point, he's gone so long in this depressive state that he doesn't remember what love is like, and he can't accept it uh, for himself. He, he, like, you know, him blaming himself for his mom's death and stuff like that. How could you love yourself? Um, but the idea of writing it down in pen is really gorgeous. The idea of, write it down in something more permanent in a song, like, like literally writing it down or something like that. 
the word of Donda saying it cannot always be nights. The word of Kim saying it's not always about you. Uh, the the words of like, you know, the word of like, then that helps him like uh, transcend these internal and external forces that are keeping him down. Um, they're keeping him down to like, to and look towards the silver lining you know i'm floating on it you know and it's the air i breathe and it's like gorgeous the pianos and the, the synth lines and it's it's a perfect song like i'm so again i'm so bummed i can't be more public about how beautiful this song is but yeah and 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 honest it's just it's just so hard because because i am i am very biased and I, like like i like i think i'm maybe one of the few people maybe in the world that really loves the album yay like i think I yay it. is I think a really good. awesome okay good good i'm not the only one and i think like i think what what's happened in uh, in the i'm i'm like, i'm here to try to translate and explain like i think what i think has happened with the relationship between kanye and and, and the rest of us and like i think there was there there was a part in his life where music was his only outlet and so he put so much thought into like amber you were saying about the lyrics because that was his only way to actually convey whatever messages and now like he's not really rapping he's talking like he's having a conversation on record with us so while everybody else is like rapping their asses off and really kind of saying like clever lines and bars he's just kind of saying like every wish you had another life and he says it a few times because he's he's trying to formulate his thoughts right so you know um uh god breathe on this like that's him just kind of having a, an emotional moment and Mania, saying kind of i know god breathe on and he's looking around and saying like despite everything that feels like is crumbling around me i know that god has breathed on what i'm intended to do and in church like there's a lot of chanting, right? There's a there's a repetitiveness to the word Our God every year. Is it awesome? God he <laughs> <laughs> Right? Right. You say you say the same things over and over and over, which is why some people don't like church, because it's like repetitive over and over and over again. But when you are trying to convey a message, the best way to do it is to do it over and over again. Right. So why commercials are so good because you hear ba -da -ba -ba -ba, every single second. And you're like, I, so yeah, I am loving it. <laughs> right? like that, that, that Big Mac is kind of good. So it's, it's kind of like that same idea. But come to life. What's so good about it is it you come to life listening to it. And, the, and it's not even about his lyrics, just the piano in the way that there's like a, a real kind of subtle franticness to if that's a word to the keys that are being slapped is just so so electric and so reviving and and yet also very vulnerable and so painful uh and that duality i think is what makes great music great music great art great art you know it's the pain and the joy the suffering and the hope and come to life is captures all of that any other highlights any we gotta we should wrap up soon but any any more highlights that you want to speak on we could do another hour but like um but uh, we gotta go soon. But like, uh, any more highlights? Donda, 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 Donda. I like it. I like, I, I love like, it. I like it. Like, it's like, it's to me. It's like I interpret it as like kind of uh, him, like like a lost child, like kind of just like rocking back and forth, like missing his mom and stuff like that. And then like at the like, it's also like a chant, like trying to make her come back to life. That's and, like, exactly how I thought of it, and I was like, yeah. this is like a seance. 
like you're chanting at a seance to like try to bring her back and I just imagined like that playing in like a full stadium how creepy that would be and I was like let's get weird man (laughs) (laughs) it's so avant-garde it's so strange um and then like how jail like starts with Donda Donda yeah (laughs) like so cool like um uh, and also what's yeah. cool about that is like if you ended up just not listening to any of the album after Donda chant, the only thing you heard was Donda. <laughs> like uh, I, I'm out. Like <laughs> you know like if you're like I'm out of this, but then at least you got to hear Donda, like the word Donda. So in some ways it's really centering his mother in the experience that and Kanye knows that a lot of people are going to check out so quickly that hey Donda is what you heard. Donda is what you're going to remember from this album, whether you like <laughs> yeah. it or not. So I don't like the mouth noise in it, though. That's gross. Um, but like, I wish like, they could have like cut out the part where you're like, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. So let's just quick, I'll quickly go through the rest of mine. Um, Cause I could talk about this all day. Like, um, <laughs> maybe we'll do a part two. Like, <laughs> <extended>. <laughs> um, I love, uh, What's it called? Um, Hurricane. This is like, I love that he like kind of came out like, cause that song has been like in the works for like two years and stuff like that. And like, surely like leaks came out of that song, like, and he had a whole different verse at one point. I like that. He finally came out with the perfect version of the song. I loved how the choir cuts out and then like, don't let me down. Like the weekend is great. Um, Oh, okay. The big, the last big one I want to talk about is Jesus Lord. That's my one of my favorites on it. Um, the idea of uh, first of all, he I love how he like mentioned he admits that he had thoughts of suicide, like without any bravado, without because like suicide when my mama passed, start to go, da, 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 da. like he's like really like kind of like covering up how like uh, yeah I was really sad at one point. Um, the idea of no no relish on that revelation the idea just like that's the most donda-y track like more of the aftermath of like donda leaving and stuff like that um the the idea of and then i like how he, it's kind of, this is the college dropout element of the song i like that he like because the all, song all falls down he goes from like talking about the single black female addicted to retail and then come, going to himself or like that moment of empathy of like we're we, we we we're connected and stuff like that and like the idea of kanye saying like i was a, addicted to opioids i was depressed i um you know I, I had this childhood that was traumatic and stuff like that i saw some really horrible things and then he zooms out to like this family in Chicago, the idea of like that is like ripped apart by the cycle of violence and senselessness and like fathers leaving and like uh, raising a child too young and stuff like that. And um, and then like uh, to bring Larry Hoover in the idea of like I was raised. I it's Larry Hoover, like um, Professor Sky has this bit about Larry Hoover where he's like. He's probably guilty. He's probably he probably called those people those shots in prison and stuff like that. Maybe he hasn't changed. And if anyone deserves to be in jail, it's that guy. Um, he was also like before that he was a violent street gang leader. Basically, he was like, and the uh, the story is like he changed his you know from the gangster disciples to the 
you know, growth and development. The idea of like changing it to something positive, but there's the rumors, speculations that he, it was a front to do more harm, basically, and like enact revenge and stuff, like from prison. And then, but it's not about him. It's about Larry Hoover Jr., who grew up without a dad and his child who grew up without a grandfather. And it's not about specifically Larry Hoover. It's about be him being a beacon of hope that if this guy can be freed and do good for his community, then what about the rest of us? We, we can, we could we can change too. If I did something horrible and I worked on myself and I repented and all that stuff, I can go out. Like it's a beacon of hope. It's like that. And that's like the Kanye story kind of like, we like to hope that he's working. He's out of our power. He's out of our control, but if he's working for the good of all of us, then I encourage him to keep going. But if he's working against us, then I'm like, <laughs> no thanks to this guy. Um, so yeah, that's my, what yeah, you, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful song and it's, and, it, and I think it is a one track where, you know, Kanye really sat down with the pen and, and kind of uh, wrote out the lyrics and, and brought it back to kind of old Ye. And I think it's also the one track where he's listening to, to many of the people who have checked out, um, from the Kanye experience these last 10 years and kind of admitting, you know, like, you know, seeing so many people leave, but it's hard to be the, the right good person when you have this, this so much, you know, so many demons surrounding you and then telling this really, you know, story, amazing story and not amazing, in like a positive way, but a really kind of emotional story about this, this woman who is in a situation and has a child and decides like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep this baby. And then the father decides to bail, you know, and, and instead of, of staying there and build a family, like he leaves and here's this, you know, this mother now who's, who's forced to deal with those repercussions and then kind of taking a more kind of wide lens view of the capitalist society in which we live in that, that creates a Larry Hoover, like, a, you know, like Jay-Z, like I love when he says um, on another album, on a album that he has, obviously, where he says, um, well, we ain't selling drugs just a sake of for selling drugs. Nobody do that where we grew up. Duh. The poverty line, we're not above. So we wear a mask and gloves because we ain't feeling the love. It's, it's not like people grew up intentionally wanting to be drug dealers and murderers and killers in the hood. It's the system sets it up. It's actually intentionally created to marginalize a particular group of people. And so for us to then, then penalize this one man who made, did a lot of bad things, but is now trying to rectify it is really hypocritical at the very least and, and dangerous because then you then breed more people who are now wanting to rage against the machine. So, so just having that space and, and we have to talk to electronica who, who is a lyrical phenom force and, uh, and speak some real stuff there. And, and that's, that's, it's just a, it's a really amazing centerpiece yeah. song. And all, all like Kanye's real, he's not like, I like in this album, he's not like preachy in the same way he was in Jesus is King where like, you know, he's the only way he got, he's like, just like, tell me someone who needs Jesus. Like, tell me like someone who needs, not, not even specifically like he's saying it's Jesus, but it doesn't have to be like specifically. It's just like this say this like savior from this situation and stuff like that. I love it. It's like, um, and again, it's just like, it's really a bummer that like Kanye, his intentions was probably to free Larry Hoover, but he has to on SNL. He wore a free Larry Hoover 
sweatshirt and like the MAGA hat at the same time. So it's like, it's like, uh, how are you supposed to take from that? Like, I get why people look at that and go like, fuck that guy. No, no forever. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Any other stray observations, any final thoughts or anything like that? Um, Before we get to the final thoughts already, (laughs) we've been recording for a while. (laughs) I apologize. Um, But okay, let's get through final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is we'll rate this album out of 10 with a fun metric at the end. Uh, Amber, we turn to you first. Um, One of the stray observations I did have was just um, thinking about the patching of the album, um, which he did. He started doing that with uh, Life of Pablo. And he's continued the tradition of patching the album. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, Yeah, he's patching it one more time, it looks like. Oh, of course he is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do kind of wish that, like, it's interesting. Um, I personally, um, I I don't want to sound like an old person, but I do wish we would just kind of go back to the days where we wouldn't have to review an album 10 hours after it comes out and like we could take our time like you'd expect a review like in a magazine the month after it came out like you'd expect like someone to take their time and listen to it um you you could buy an album instead of streaming it and an artist wouldn't get pennies in profit (laughs) yeah like they yeah. get maybe a couple bucks instead. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> but like a hundred percent more. <laughs> yeah, wow! <laughs> buy a coffee instead of buy nothing. I don't know how I feel about the patching. Um, one of my friends did say that he feels like it shows a lack of confidence in the work, and as much as I do feel like we benefit from removing someone like Chris Brown from the album. I don't think that Kanye's doing it for the reasons that I personally benefit from it. So I kind of wish that like he'd put out an album and that would be his final statement. The It's kind of like, I like, I in retrospect, I kind of like the listening parties. I like that the nakedness of it all are just like, it's not, we didn't finish it yet. <laughs> like here, but here, look at it. Listen to it. I like that. Um, I don't know. I like that. Like, I think the idea of like, Kanye said something along the lines of like, uh, Life Apollo is a living, breathing album and stuff like that. It's like, still like, and all art is, but like the idea, like he's literally making it, he's changing it. And then the idea of like, so Donda is a living, breathing thing, like the person and the experience and her words and stuff like that, that I think that's kind of cool. But I, I, yeah, 100%. Like I also like, I'm like, no, don't change this part. I like, you know, like, um, I'm really scared of that. Like yeah. I know with technology, obviously like people have ripped the tracks, they've put them on YouTube, like they're never going to go away. But I, I feel torn about it. I think it's cool that as an artist, he has this control. But I also feel like I wish it would just be one cohesive final statement. That's like, yeah, you probably don't have a final statement about your deceased mother. You oh, know. no, no. Just like I don't have the like, because that was the reason I was so anxious before is like, this is going to be my final statement on Kanye West. Like that was hard. That was a really hard thing for me. I wasn't ready at the time. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, but what's your rating? Like, let's, let's like, what's your final thoughts on this album and what would you rate it out of 10? 
I've honestly struggled so hard with rating it. Um, like, because part of me with the Chris Brown stuff, with the Marilyn Manson stuff, part of me is like, no. It's something that I don't... Yeah, it's something that I don't feel like should be um, given a profit. I feel like these people shouldn't be seeing a profit from it. I feel like it should... You know, like, uh, it should kind of be deplatformed. Like, I don't I don't want people going out and listening to this album. I don't want to give it a positive recommendation because I don't want anyone to think, like, well, this girl who said that, like, abusers should be canceled said that Donda was a good record, so I guess that absolves me of listening to it. Like, I feel bad about that. Um, so... I honestly, I honestly have struggled so hard with rating this album, and I, I have no clue how to rate it. Honestly, you could just like do an incomplete, like just yeah. like or something about <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, I mean that's valid. That's uh, the fair assessment. Um, Stanley, we turn to you now. It's just so it's just so hard to follow that up <laughs> with being like, I really love this album. <laughs> Because <laughs> I hear you, Emma. I hear what you're saying, and I think it's beautifully expressed. And um, um, period. I love this album. I really. Uh, I think it. He gave me what I needed. I didn't know I really wanted it. And um, and it's just uh, the way that it flows is great. I should also mention the way that I contextualize it is really um, going from Donda chant to uh, uh, No Child Left Behind. The the part twos, Andrew, similar to you, like I kind of sub in the the version I like best and make it one album. I don't really have the kind of the duo, the duel of some of the songs. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy the album. The more I listen to it, the more I love it. And I'm gonna give it um, Donda. Donda, 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 Donda. Nine Dondas out of ten, uh, only because um, the Drake thing was annoying, the Marilyn Manson thing is unnecessary, uh, but other than that, chef's kiss. Yeah, Amber, I feel like you and I should always be on, like, Kanye podcast, because it's, it's good balance, because I'm so biased, and you're way more kind of, like, uh, able to be critical. I, I really like, I like this. I like this team. This is great. <laughs> My relationship with this album is very tumultuous. I, I like, without the Marilyn Manson, I, even with the debate, if it was just the debate stuff, I could talk around it a little more a little bit like it's it's obviously not it's horrible um but it's like it seems to be more rooted in ignorance and stuff like that than well plus he seems to at least have taken steps to try to um teach himself or like he's taken steps yeah and i don't want to again i don't want to discourage like you're a piece of shit like i i <laughs> but if it was just the, the baby thing i'd be like okay well that's not good but like it's um, work aroundable. Um, but this is like the, the Marilyn Manson thing is just, I think Stanley actually told me this is just like, you, you can't let yourself be, you can't let yourself forget that though. You know, he, Stanley, the guy who like, she's like, he's the guy who's like, yeah, you know, like about Kanye and like the, like, he's like, I think you shouldn't forget how that made you feel. I don't think you should forget and same, like, just like um, with my fandom and stuff like that, like the other way, just like Kanye's music up to this point, like 
how that made me feel and how it helped me and stuff like that and how it probably will continue to help me on some level. Um, uh, it's, it, it helps a little bit that it's just like relegated to the end where you don't have to think it like if you don't want it, you can ignore it. Um, but, but nah, that's not true. But like, it, it, it's like how like the, you know, there's like the picture of Nicki Minaj and Rihanna and like her boyfriend oh, hanging God, out and stuff yeah. like that. And then like, there was some person who was like, they blurred the people they thought were problematic. It's just like, what are you doing? That's nothing that you did nothing. Like, like that doesn't actually like help anybody. Um, so I've been having a real moral conundrum liking this album. I think it's, I think it's a masterpiece. I think this album itself, if we're just taking the art, is a masterpiece. And there is there is value I can extract, kind of like with Christianity, just like there's value I can extract. I'm tr trying not to throw the baby out with the bathwater with, you know, things I find. The like, you know, People Throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> Sir, was that intentional? <laughs> no, that was not intentional. <laughs> but the idea of just like, <laughs> I want to keep the bathwater. I want to keep that bathwater. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> okay. Um, but so, but there is value I can extract from it, and like, I'm also like have. I'm also like cooler on him. I'm cooler on Kanye than I was even just two months ago. Like I just like, I'm when people say things are like, you know, we're going to die in several months because of like climate change and stuff like that. And the, the initial responses go like, what you want me to live in the woods and like wipe my tree with wipe my butt with a leaf and like uh, brush my teeth with a stick or something like that? Like no, just be considerate. Like just be considerate and like um, you know, reduce your carbon footprint. There are little things you could do. There's also like the bigger systemic things that could be worked on. But on an individual level, it's just like I think there are things I could extract um, that will help me help other people and help myself too. Um, like Lil Nas X is a guy who's been inspired by Kanye, who's doing good things with that inspiration. Like, you know, Nicki Minaj, he's been inspired by Nicki Minaj too. And like, obviously that's problematic too. Um, but he's, it's all, it's all lineage. We're all taking the, like taking the relay race stick and like running, running with it. So it's not as much like fuck this guy forever. It's just like, I think I've gone I, with this album. I'm like, I don't need more albums from you. You know, I don't need more. I, I think I, I think what you've given me, I could take from here. And I think I'll still probably for a little bit, at least like still enjoy a lot of the songs and still like, but like, I'm just like cooling down. A bit. I'm cooling down. So, um, but this album's good. It's good. And like, I love the thematic territory. It's saying a lot. Um, I like that. I like that. It's a dense, like novel novel, basically. Um, uh with a lot going on and like um so i'm gonna give this nine miracles on me out of ten so <laughs> uh all right so uh before we before we uh conclude uh what are your uh kanye west album rankings uh so i'm gonna pull mine up uh i got mine here uh it, it, if you can't think of like it all the way through i'll just like you could just like list your top three or whatever so um Okay, so I got mine here. I got Jesus is King at 10. 
Um, I like a lot of the ideas, but it's like feels incomplete. He didn't. I feel like he didn't finish that one. Um, then this is my hot take. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy nine. Oh my <laughs> like, god. Wow. I'm going to be taken off a... this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're canceled. <laughs> Click. <What>? <laughs> I think he's a piece of shit on that album. He sucks. Like, he's a sucky person. And he's and honest like, about it. He's honest he's about it. Oh, oh, man. And, he, and, he's playing a, and he's playing a character on the album, too. Yeah, like, it's that's not true. Like, like, there's like, like him. But there's like, uh, you know, kayfabe, the idea of like he, like with uh, Pablo Yeezus and Twisted Fantasy, he's like playing a character, but it's like mixed in with him. Um, okay, so then I'm going to put Life of Pablo, eight. Um, Yay, Kitsy Ghost, number seven. Graduation, six. Yeezus, five. Donda, four. 808s, three. Late Registration, two. College Dropout, number one. Okay, I'll, I'll go I'll go next. I'll go next. Uh, I, sh- I should clarify that I, I would love more Kanye West albums. So, yay, if you're listening, keep them coming. Um, <laughs> okay, he, he, here's my uh, here's my ranking. And it's not really like 10 to, to 1. It's more Mine like keeps changing one, too, one J to 1A or whatever, how many letters in the alphabet. They're all like amazing. Uh, number 10, College Dropout. What? That's bold. <laughs> that's, that's wild. I think you're a I, bad person for that. I just feel like the, I feel like the production is so simple back then and like the rhymes are everything's so simple and he hasn't lived like a lot of the stuff that he's living now. So anyway, uh, Life of Pablo, number nine. Uh, that's also really tough to put there. That's going to change. Uh, number eight, Jesus is King. I, I love it. As a Christian, I really enjoyed listening to this type of music, but I know it's not necessarily super accessible and it's not complete. Yay for number seven. Uh, number six, 808s and Heartbreak. I think it's just because I listened to it so many times that I'm kind of like over it, but not over it. Um, number five, Graduation. Number four, Donda. Number three, Jesus. It's just almost a perfect album. Uh, number two, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy because it is a perfect album. Yeah. And number one, my favorite Kanye West album of all time is and it will always be late registration. So pretty good. <laughs> like I disagree with you that I think all rankings are pretty valid generally. Yes, um, agreed, agreed. But also like uh, I think the songs on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy are undeniable. Like they're, the, but I think I don't know if it fits as an album. Like, but. Anyways, uh, Audrey, uh, uh, Amber, sorry. Uh, uh, you like, have my middle name, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, do you have like a ranking? Um, I'm, I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna do top three. Um, so number three is 808s and Heartbreaks. I've have I've told you guys I have a personal connection to that album. I love it. Um, I relate to a lot of the a lot of the tracks. Um, it's maybe not his best but because of my personal connection with it i do love it a lot number two is yeezus great album great album no one can argue with that and number one apparently some people can argue with this my beautiful dark twisted fantasy (laughs) the production (laughs) on that album is amazing start to finish like perfect production um, yeah. he's, I, I, he's no, not, not arguing with the production. Like, like it, yeah. it's just amazing. Like whenever I feel down about making music myself, like I can put on that album and it will motivate me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, then finally, yeah, I just like, uh, 
I do. I do like think of Come to Life as Runaway too. Like I think like going from self pity to humility and acceptance. I think it's great. Um, so just like again, like I like that album for that. I, I like that journey and that arc and stuff. So I could, but I'm gonna like. Uh, I think I'm gonna like go uh, like oh, one foot in, one foot out kind of. Um, so let's uh, get through. Um, our playlist, uh, the where the part of the show where we pick a song we like and put it on our Spotify playlist. Uh, so Amber, we can I've turn been, to you first. I've been excited for this part because I want to hear your guys's songs. Um, so I actually um, I was trying to think of a song that would fit with the theme of like motherhood, um, like a mother uh, losing a parent, um, not a mother, but like losing a mother. And I chose In Heaven by Japanese Breakfast. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Japanese Breakfast, but she, uh, Michelle of... Japanese Breakfast literally wrote the book on losing a parent. It's called Crying in wow. H Mart. Yeah. Wow. She wrote I a whole book. <laughs> um, and I pr- I'm pretty sure it was a bestseller too. Like it just came out like last year. Um, and it did really good. Um, I did not read it because I am not prepared to go through those emotions. Um, but In Heaven is a song that is specifically about um, losing her mom and like cleaning out her mom's house and her belongings and everything and like taking her mom's dog and like her mom's dog dealing with grief and it's very intense but it's also um very upbeat so you have that like juxtaposition which I think is interesting because like when you're grieving, a lot of the time you want to be around people who are happy. You want to go party. You want to go out. You don't want to always sit at home and wallow in your sadness. And I think that I just think it's a really solid song. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stanley, we turn to you next. It's not song. Yeah, like. that was that was really beautiful, Amber. Um, yeah. So the song that I, I picked uh, is. Uh, a song by Jay-Z from The Blueprint. Uh, it's called Never Change, um, featuring Kanye West, produced by Kanye West. And I just think it really kind of mirrors the, the Ye experience, you know, the duality of, you know, wanting to do good, wanting to do the right thing, but also being too stubborn to sometimes accept and change your own flaws and your ways of, of looking at life or at, you know, navigating um, the challenges that may kind of uh, come up and present themselves and so uh, I think Jay articulates uh, that feeling in a, in a perfect way because Jay-Z is I think the greatest rapper of all time so and the production is classic classic gay production it's that soul sound that we all love and we all fell in love with so uh, yeah I think I really uh, think people will enjoy the song click Never change, this is Jay every day. I never change, this is Jay every day. Never change, this is Jay. Okay, so finally. Oh, yeah, please, please. 
There you go. Hell yeah. Okay. Yes, so, that's all I wanted. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's rewarding. It feels good, right? Um, it does. Uh, oh, Amber, do you want to say click? Oh, yeah. I did not say click. Click. There it is. Uh, fantastic. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, um, yeah. So I'm going to pick one of my favorite Kanye songs of all time. Um, Oh man. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna and this is kind of describing how where I am right now in terms of like Kanye's music is "Gone" by Kanye West. Click. Uh oh. But it's too late. It's too late. You sweater, and I ain't talking about a Kuja. Oh, oh, great song! Love, great song! Love it. Perfect song. Um, yes. I've said this before. It's the song I test my headphones out if I get new ones. Just like the way the audio pans and the sample and the strings and perfect, perfect production. Um, I. It's kind of where I am, where I am with it. Like, am I gone? Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. You know, just kind of like it's it's I think it's but it's also just like a perfect it's a really it's a sad song in hindsight, too. It just like I could go down this road, but, you know, maybe I'll just like leave and just like, you know, live in my aunt's house forever and stuff like that. Like, forget about fame and people forget it. It's fine. Um, but he chose to keep going. He chose to break, you know, grounds and some, some of it's great. Some of it, I'm glad we have him in the world. Like, I, I think you can't take that away from him. Um, but also, you know, a lot of tragedy, a lot of unnecessary pain for no reason. Um, so, um, yeah, that's my pick. Uh, and it's also, can I just quickly say, cause I really love this song. It also is the moment where because he was the underdog at the time, his ego was accepted. So when he says, I'm years um, ahead of my time, sometimes years out, so the powers that be won't let me get my ideas out, that is him being on, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, uh, no, 2013, the interview you referenced, that's him on Zane Lowe saying, I've reached the glass ceiling, like my Truman Show, all that kind of stuff. It's the exact same thing. But back then, we loved Kanye because George Bush didn't care about black people. And then there, we hated Kanye because he went on stage. But it's exact same thing. So I love, 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 love Gone. Great, great pick. You, you are a Kanye fan. <laughs> yeah. My other favorite is uh, Family Business, but like, let's just another time. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Also. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, let's just really quickly. Uh, thank you so much. You guys were fantastic. This is <laughs> no, not many people would suffer through a three hour episode. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, but before we go, like, where are you guys at with Kanye now? Like, Amber, like, what, where are you at? Like, what are you, what are you going to do moving forward and stuff? Um, I'm not sure. I don't. It, <laughs> um, like, I would probably listen to Kanye's older records, but like in the safety of my own home or car. I do have, um, I have 808s and Heartbreaks, and I have my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy in my car. I have a six CD, cha CD changer in my car. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, so I have a lot of CDs in my car, um, uh, but I don't know if I would listen to them with people around. <laughs> um that's fine. Yeah. It's it's polarizing. It's a it's hot at the moment, <laughs> um, yeah. and I 
I don't know. I don't think I would re- revisit this record. Um, I there mm. like uh, Yay and Jesus is King. I have not listened to. I'm going to be honest oh. with you guys. Um, oh. I I'm not those, Christian those are guys. Jesus me, is King sure. is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> like. Um, there were a lot of, there were a lot of tracks on this one that I was just like, man, I'm, I'm Jewish. <laughs> like, <laughs> I definitely need some, some time and space away from Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stanley, what about you? Yeah, I, I think that I'm, I'm more uh, willing to have conversations and less confrontations. I think there was a time where I was very combative in my fandom and wanting people to love Kanye so much that I was like going to war, like like defending <laughs> and and uh, and convincing. But now I think I'm much more. Maybe I'm just older. I'm, I'm much more willing to uh, have conversations and try to really digest people's perspectives and and how and why they feel the way that they feel. Um, but I'm I'm always gonna rock with Ye. Like I'm I'm he's he's. He's been my beacon. He's been a, a real kind of source of inspiration for me in so many ways that that, you know, barring doing m- more things that are controversial, I guess. Um, uh, he um, he's someone that's really important for me uh, from an artistic, musical, uh, ideological perspective. So um, he's going to he's going to stay in, in my my CD player, in my car as well uh, for forever. So, yay! I'm with you, man. Um. Yeah, I. So this is our. This might be the last Kanye episode we do. Um, so it's. I'm glad that like people can have my thoughts on it. Uh, if they want to listen to my old, the old episodes of the show where I talk about those albums, like they're out there. Like I do wish. I still am a little sad that you probably won't. Like maybe we will. Like, but the idea is just like, oh, I want to talk about Pablo. I want to talk about Yay. I want to talk about Jesus is King. Like, because those are so fascinating. Um, like, and also great pieces of art, in my opinion. Um, but I'm kind of yeah. I, I already explained it. Like I'm kind of just. Um, I think I got. I think this is a great capper to his discography. I don't think I need more from him. Um, maybe I'll like rip his CDs. Maybe I'll just like, or maybe just buy him once so that I can just have it and not worry about like continually do, giving him more streams and stuff like that. Um, the idea of so like reducing my or like. With this album, maybe just like downloading a version of it, like ripping that and like just like having it on my phone or something like that if, in case I do want to listen to it. So reducing my Kanye footprint a little bit, being less public about it. Like I've actually been hopefully pretty good about just like not gushing all over it on like Twitter or whatever. Um, but then, OK, so this is the thing I'll do. Um, so um, one of the things that really hurt me when I read like reception about it was someone's not not me like not hurt me but like the idea that like really affected me was like someone on pop heads when they would the thread of this album came out they're like this is i this is like the worst one of the worst days reading this thread and stuff like that people liking this album and stuff like that if you care like you should donate to rain and stuff like that so I'm going to do that. I'm going to start a $50 monthly donation to rain for two years. Um, so every like for two years, I'll be donating $50, maybe more. Um, maybe I'll have to like readjust it in case my finances like go out of whack and stuff like that. And I might need to like readjust it, but like, that's just one small change I can make. That's one small thing I can do. Um, and then the hope is like, there'll be more steps. There'll be more steps towards 
expanding my empathy, like being loving and, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you guys think I should do? Please tell me what to do. I'm I think that I personally think that's great. I think that's absolutely great. Um, I think that's probably the best thing that you can do. I think that's the bare minimum of what Kanye should be doing himself. Um, yeah. But he won't. And um, it shows a lot of empathy and a lot of compassion um, that you would even be willing to do that. Um, especially making it something that's monthly and recurring. Um, and it's sad that your favorite artist has like put you in that situation. It sucks. Yeah. And all you can do is like, hopefully just turn it into something positive and stuff like that. Like that's really all I could do. Um, but yeah, I think, but his impact on me is going to be forever imprinted on me. I just, I don't think that's going to change um, anytime soon, but um, yeah. So uh, that's it. Uh, thank you. So oh, oh, uh, Denley, Amber, anything you'd like to plug your social medias and stuff? Um, I have a lot of sad, weird albums on Bandcamp, ambervalentine.bandcamp.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Amber Audra. I'm not super active on social media, um, but if you guys want to follow me, feel free. If you want to uh, yell at me for not liking Kanye more, I guess you <laughs> can do that. Do that. Like, <laughs> I no, would prefer do that. if That's... you didn't. <laughs> I hope if you've gotten to this point, you're like you're not on your phone going, like, wait till this episode's over. <laughs> I hate this lady. Um, right now, my albums are free. Um, I'm planning on keeping them free until uh, I release my next album, which... I don't know when that'll be because I'm being pretty slow about it. So take advantage of some sad, weird albums. If you like ghosts, if you like um, weird stuff, if you like like spooky attics, uh, the haunted mansion, you might like my music. <laughs> Wait, I I just like that was the, all those things are on my Christmas wish list. Uh, oh, the other thing is like the other thing I'm like uh, the other like before Stanley does his plugs. Like this is going to be the longest episode. This is definitely the longest episode we've ever done. But the idea of Stanley um, uh, before we get to Stanley, the idea of like there's so much good music out there. There's so much good music, and that's like the the emotional conundrum with this album. Like uh, getting that displaced has opened my. Like, well, I'm going to look for new music that, that hopefully makes me feel a similar way um, and stuff like that. And like Ken, just like even his protégés, like Kendrick and Drake and like, like <laughs> or like, but also like, you know, other like, you know, they're like his impact is he has forever impacted music and changed it in a positive like Ty Tyler, like um, Kevin Abstract, Lil Nas X, like just be you know all these guys like i'm really excited to like intentionally keep looking for great music so instead of like sticking to my 10 favorite albums and stuff like that so yeah uh Stanley, what are your plugs well i mean if you're looking for great music i would check out the sp by sp um this is a really cool rap group featuring your boy Stanley, aka stizzy and uh, we uh, we just like to make fun tracks. We have a couple of tracks that are out. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, it's spelled out SPX, SPX music. So SP by SP uh, by music. And um, yeah, we've, we started this uh, middle age rap group uh, during the <laughs> pandemic. And uh, we just bring we just bring the real, you know, that real emotive 
uh, fun, introspective stuff that you rap about when you're your middle class and, and living up in Canada during the pandemic. So, uh, yeah, I really encourage you all to listen. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think because we're always creating and, and just having fun with it. So, yes, all right. that's it. Thank you so much, you guys. This is so great. Um, this is truly what I wanted from this episode, why I was so cagey about just like, you know, and I, this is, this, I think we gave it a fair shot. I think we we're very like balanced in our discussion. We all acted in good faith. We had fun. I loved hearing your opinions. I learned a lot. So thank you guys so much. You guys are all, you folks are awesome. Uh, so I'll close out with the closing sentiment this week. Uh, con yay more like con um no (laughs) (laughs) like where's this going uh thank you so much everybody have a good day (laughs) that was it that was it click